Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own BroBasket or choose from a variety of different BroBaskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, BroBaskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Oh, number 48. I am Chris. I'm Rich. I am the Iceman. Oh, and we're back. We made it again. Uh, after last week's jumbo-sized edition. Yeah, no shit, right? If you love yeah, us... Four was, hours? Yeah. If, if, you lo- if you love us, it was a great show. If you hate us, well, thanks for the download. All right. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was a little bit old, just a little bit over three and a half after editing. So yeah, we've still yet to break the actual four hour show mark. So it's no seven hour podcast on Conan the you know I almost said Conan the Librarian, Conan the Barbarian, <laughs> like the projection booth, also available because for me on it. But it was what it was. Oh, yeah. So so number forty eight, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, yeah, I was pretty sure he was forty eight, and I'm not even a fucking NASCAR fan. So what's that tell you? Um. Yeah, he's he's kind of the man now. Seven cups. So, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What about? Uh, I want to see. There's a basketball. I'm thinking. I'm thinking in the NFL. Uh, fullback for the Dallas Cowboys. Moose. Moose Johnson. Daryl Johnston. Is that him? Moose Johnson. That's him. I think he was 48. According to uh, SportsIllustrated.com, uh, Jimmy Johnson is the most famous number forty-eight. Well, so, mo- uh, yeah, mo- wait, wait. we never—that wasn't part of our, uh, our our criteria. It didn't have to be the most famous. It just had to be. Can we think of one? Yeah. And apparently, we thought of two. So there, that's that's all you're getting this week. It's good for us. It's good enough for us. So, uh, yeah, 
uh, well, it is, uh, let's see, it's about what, mid-May? Uh, so it is NBA playoff time. It is NHL playoff time. Uh, if you like baseball, we're getting into, well, at least for me, we're getting into not pay attention time. <laughs> I have a fantasy baseball team this year, so I'm hoping to stay engaged. But I guess we will start with the NBA playoffs. And, uh, well, it's kind of a rematch last year's shaping up uh, already. I mean, uh, Golden State uh, cruised to 8-0. and uh, Cleveland also 8-0. and I mean, LeBron and Steph Curry. Our, our number was 48, right? NASCAR, Talladega Nights. I'm coming for you! You know, that's what Steph Curry has said to LeBron. Because looks like all roads go through San Francisco and Cleveland in the NBA Finals. Well, didn't they ask... Uh... Yep. Didn't they ask a couple of guys from the Warriors uh, what their feeling was on being 8-0 so far in the playoffs? And basically it was, they laughed it off or something like that? Like, or acted like, well, of course we are. Like, have you seen, have you seen our bench? Well, the the problem started getting uh, with this last series that the Golden State Warriors were more worried about the nightlife in Utah then they were actually playing the Jazz. That what was pretty bad. What fucking nightlife in Utah? <laughs> I, I know, right? Well, that's what they were saying. They were hoping that Utah Jazz didn't win the series because there's no nightlife in Utah. Going to Utah for the nightlife is like going to Mecca for the bacon. It doesn't even make fucking fuck? sense. <laughs> hey, I learned last week that there is a 100-mile rule for the Mormons. Like, if you are over a 100 miles away... Salt Lake City, you're allowed to do all the shit you're not allowed to do, drink all the shit you're not allowed to drink. <laughs> wasn't it wasn't it an old joke back in the day that if you're outside of two zip codes of where your old lady is, it's not cheating? No, isn't it uh it's from what was it from the movie Road Trip? It's the different the area codes rule, right? Yeah. Oh area codes, not zip codes, yeah. Yeah, because I and then I remember someone did a. Uh, uh, oh, it's Luda. I got hoes in different, different area codes. codes. Oh, for but, sure, but they, dude. They did a parody of it using Bill Clinton, and he was in the song explaining how, as long as Hillary ain't in the same area code, it's not cheating. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> See if I should find that. Nah, but uh, so. Yeah, NBA playoffs. I mean, any any surprises so far? Uh, not really surprises. I, I mean, it's just hurry up and wait. Uh, you know, Houston got their ass kicked the night after we recorded. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I believe San Antonio got ahead in the series. Where are they at as of right? It's a two-two series as of recording this show on uh, Tuesday afternoon, May ninth. Uh, Boston yeah. and the Wizards are tied up. That's what I mean. It's a hurry up and wait. Everybody knows that it's going to be Cleveland. I don't know. Everybody I, knows it's going to be I Golden I can see Boston taking Cleveland down, man. I can oh, see okay. it. Stop scraping the bull. Just saying. I can see him watching them play. Like, watching those motherfuckers play. Bubba, you have had too many resin hits. Just saying. You have gone and smoked yourself retarded. I mean, who has Cleveland had to play what? The number seven seed and the number three seed? Oh, don't get me wrong. That's why I'm not giving Cleveland any any leeway here. 
You you beat like just this side of the Washington Generals. Yeah, you beat the Pacers and the Raptors. Yeah, you know. Ooh. Sorry. It, it, they 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 beat nobody. Yeah. It would have been a news if they'd have lost one game in either series. The fact that they swept both is a non-issue. It's no point. And we knew this. Mm-hmm. And the big question everybody's asking is: Is LeBron the king? Is he the man? Is he the new Jordan? Is is it all him? What about his teammates? I mean, you said he needed help, and there they are. They are helping. He got his help. That's what he wanted. So Whitey I mean, bitch. meh. I I think people have a point. You know, I overrated on on LeBron's part a little bit, and underrated, uh, you know, on his on his teammates' part. I think at some point you need to give them a little bit of. Give them their due. The Spurs, man. Still contenders. Without Tim Duncan, I believe an injured Tony Parker, correct? Uh, yeah, he's done, done. He's all done. They could go to the finals. You're not going to see Tony Parker. Yeah. Yeah, he popped his ACL tendon. He's all done. Oh, have a good one, buddy. Yeah, that's a, that's a season ender right there. See you next year. Well, I, okay, you, you mentioned the Celtics. What the fuck is going on between Draymond Green and Kelly Olnick? Was Draymond Dray- Green in some controversy again? Yeah, he's saying that Kelly Olnick's a, a dirty player and he has no respect for him. Like I said, the white boy on the Celtics with the ponytail. Looks like he's looks like when he's clean shaven, he looks like he's getting ready to transition. Well, I've seen him do some dirty shit on Thursday, but uh, he didn't get he didn't get ejected. He got uh, the other gentleman to uh, get himself ejected. This is LeBron's. Or LeBron's, bleh, Draymond's Green's uh, comments were in regards to what happened uh, when uh, the Washington Wizard player, uh, damn it, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, and Draymond, like, you know we have access to video, right? Like, really? Draymond Green? You're, you're, you're going to talk about a dirty player? <laughs> We've had several segments dedicated to you, sir. Just putting that out there. Well, I'm, I am watching a little uh, reel of Kelly Olnick, and it's Kelly. from when he was when he was plays when he was playing the uh, <clears throat> the Cavs, and eh, there's a play where it looks like he wraps up Kevin Love's arm, and he's trying he's got it wrapped up, and he's trying to. Like hyperextend his elbow, and Kevin Love just yanks his arm out from him. I mean, it, literally, it's a weird play to see on a fucking basketball court because you rarely ever see guys like clutched up on each other like that. So, the I mean, if it's, there's a history of this, which apparently there is, maybe maybe Draymond's got a point. I mean, he, you know, oh, oh no no no, just because he's a dirty player doesn't mean he can't spot one. I never understood why hookers and and strippers. And drug addicts in court apparently have the worst sight ever, just because of their job or, or you know, they're they're addicts. So, no, Gr- Green has a very good point. And the latest thing that sparked his comments was Kelly and Kelly crime. Uh, yeah, old Nick, old Nick from the the Boston Celtics and uh, Aubrey from the Wizards got into it and. Olnick did some things that uh, caused Aubrey to get pissed about it. um, Olnick was called for a foul, but he turned around to the ref to debate it, and here come Aubrey, came and just shoved him. Yeah. 
And, no, no uh, he got up. He charged at him. There was no. This wasn't an accident. This was. Yeah, this was an incidental. This this was on purpose, and you're not going to be standing when I'm done. Type of shove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean that I mean, happened, but still. I mean, look, everything I've everything I've read and heard about Olnick, he's not that great of a player. He's more of a. It seems like he's more of a a, a guy that's there to be a shit disturber to get people off their game. Olnick's kind of like the guy, like when you're doing a fantasy draft and you're playing NHL or NBA or something, once you get all the good players that you want and you need a a spot holder, you're like, who has the better stats out of the rest of these people? Oh, all right, let's pick this guy. And it just so happened to be Kelly. I mean, that's who he is. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, so... I, I, maybe I'm not understanding here, but if you are basically a marginal player, at least it used to be this way in the NBA. I mean, I know I'm, I'm way out of touch with it, but if you're a marginal player, you had to bring something else to the fucking table. You had to bring know, some, other, still, some other skill set, whether it be getting under the fucking other team's skin so they take fucking penalties or, or they get, you know, they get teed up, you know, Whatever, having an outside shot, being a rebounder, just but but you know not the superstar skill set of abilities. You know you had to be a role player. So if he's a role player and his role is to go out there and start shit, I can't fault the guy for it. But if what I'm you know like I said I've in the time you were talking about it, I watched two videos. One it looks like I got a better video of of the Kev, the the Kevin Love incident. Looks like he's trying to dislocate his goddamn elbow or shoulder, dude. I mean, right there in front of God and everybody. This is not like, you know, he hit him with a hard body check or gave him a forearm shiver and Love hit the fucking court and dislocated something. This is, he's standing up, grabbing the guy's arm, looking like he's trying to put on some, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu move on him. I under, dude, at that point, yeah, motherfucker, you're going to have to, I hope you got a good dental plan with your fucking contract. I mean, seven foot or not, I'll get up on a stepladder and take a swing at that goofy looking fuck. I mean, well, I, yeah, but I mean, it's nothing new to the NBA. You, you All the way back to Rodman, Lambeer, and you know. Once again, different, completely different era, dude. Well, the only difference is, is they weren't called for the fouls. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, back then you had basically enforcers on a basketball court. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I mean, you, and you knew. still do today, though, and and that's him, mm-hmm. and people like him. Wow, man. And it's at some point, you know, uh, Draymond Green is that guy. Hence, all of his flagrant and technical fouls last season, which led to a suspension, which led to the Warriors losing a three-one advantage over Cleveland. I digress. Hey, real quick, Chris, wasn't it Draymond who uh, accidentally or was hacked and, and got his dick pic sent out to to the public or posted on yeah, he, Twitter or some shit? Yeah, he sent out his junk on Snapchat. And, and multiple people pointed out about how it looked like his circumcision job left his dick very taut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, oh, it was a, like it was painful. Said, they have a very taut <laughs> penis. So, I mean, dude, if I'm, if, uh, I don't know. Uh, See this? I don't follow basketball. Is that why he's an angry player? He's carrying around some residual anger. Yeah, because he's circumcision. When he's soft, he's not in pain. But even when he's you know he's rock hard, it's like oh, this hurts. It's gonna rip any second. Oh, you know. I mean, ah. oh. Is that why he kicked Adams in the no nos last season? 
jealousy, man. It's like, wait, we've all known that chick who, you know, this was before coming out of the closet was, was accepted universally pretty much. But we all knew that chick who, like, had penis at me. <laughs> so he's got a case of non non painful hard on penis envy. He's like, I'm just gonna take out all the penises that can get hard without pain here. Non painful hard on penis envy. Sure, that sounds like a thing, right? Twenty yeah, seventeen, D- why not? Everything anything is everything, right? That's in the DSM five. Yeah. Yeah. Everything <laughs> is anything. There's restless restless leg syndrome. Gender fluid, non-painful, getting a hard-on penis. Here's, <laughs> here's the problem, though, with the Warriors and and the Cleveland Cavaliers. It takes all the fun out of watching NBA anymore. Why? Because because you're just waiting for the, these two to meet. You There's know fun it's in coming. Watching the NBA. Sorry, my bad. There used to be. There used to be. You know when you know Chicago and the Celtics. Used to have a huge rivalry when the heat was big, you know. It's just, it's no fun when you know the outcome. I guess, I'd, but isn't it fun to watch fine, two finely tuned machines just dismantle their competition? I mean, maybe Waiting for to see them get back at each other. I still think Boston could get Cleveland. Just saying. Long hit. Stop it. Erroneous. All right, just saying. You you have you have to watch it for a game just so you can see what the hype is about. But then once you see it, you're like, oh well, shit. No need to watch the other games. I know how this story ends. Chris, this is where you start playing. Don't believe the hype by Public Enemy. There you go. There you go. Song by Public Enemy. Look, man. It. I will say this: the NBA has basically turned into, as far as playoffs go. Has 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 really turned into <clears throat> what there used to be a lot of in the NHL, and there still is a lot of in the NCAA tournament, which is the number one seeds almost all the time move on and move on handily, and that's kind of that's the point until you get to the to, to number the, one baby until you get to the third round and in the finals. You're not really seeing the, the great matchups. I mean, the NHL used to used to be the same way. That's how come they restructured how they they seed people in their playoffs. That's how come we have Penguins and Caps playing in the second round instead of the third round to go to the Cup Finals. So, I mean, it's dude. If you're an eight team in the NBA going up against the number one, I don't care if you're East or West. Do you have any shot of winning? Outside of someone like with a sniper rifle taking out their fucking, you know, the number one seed stars. Honestly, dude. Probably not. Yeah, but they came through in spades, though, this season. Well, why? Hey, come on, man. Racist. You wash the language. Holmes. Sorry. What the fuck with the language? <laughs> Never mind. You'll get it when you hear it. Spades, stupid. Yeah. Oh, stop it. you get it when you hear it. The suit. The suit. Yeah, I know. It's like saying there's a chink in the armor, and all of a sudden, like the Asian American Council is pissed at us. It's like, okay, all right, camera, calm down. Context, gentlemen. Hey, wasn't there a newspaper that did that when fucking uh, what was his name, Jeremy Lin, was blowing up? Like they they had to know, right? Oh, they did. They it had. Was on wasn't purpose. it like the New York Post or something like that? Someone had a chink in the armor with a picture of Jeremy Lin. Some there's a signature. Someone signed off on that. I want I want I want that person's name. 
No, that, uh, yeah, and I mean that's that's definitely a fucking someone thinking they're going to be slick and kind of like sneak diss a motherfucker. But if you're if if you're just referring to that, if you're using that without I, referring to somebody, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm aware. Come on, man. Chink was it's, a word before it was a racial pejorative. That's just like you know the, the the word niggardly. It has nothing to do with race. It has to do with a miserly person, a person who is is cheap. Well, do you notice and, you can't say the word "redneck" nowadays without somebody going, "Oh, hey, oh, oh, hey." Dude, I used to play. What are you trying to say? Yeah, I used to. Back? I used. I used to play spades with people of all races, and if someone reneged, we'd be like, "This motherfucking renegger over here." I swear to God. And no one, one more time, I'm slapping your mom. I swear for God. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> because we knew no one was calling anyone. Anyways, anyways, that's a different podcast. Yeah. I'm afraid we'll get off on that, and then we'll we'll be down the rabbit hole so far. It will. What were we back talking my, about again? Back to back to my <laughs> point, though, guys. Make it sports great again. Go it ahead. Looks, the NBA. I swear, this isn't. It's not a joke or uh, you know, a stick. It's the. It's serious shit. Looks like. Two kids started building two championship all-star teams, one on Golden State, one on the Cleveland Cavaliers. And they took all the good players and put them on that team. They made their own teams on NBA 2K17. And when they make three shots in a row, they catch on fire. What, what, what game was that? <laughs> no, right. <laughs> the NBA Jam. Tomahawk slam, baby. Nail in the coffin. But, I mean, seriously. I mean, the starting positions on uh, Golden State is Curry, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Zaza for the center. Uh, how are you going to beat that? But, dude, I got to say not. something. There ain't no. I got to say something. I'm amazed in the salary cap era. And the make as much money as possible, squeeze the fucking the stone for the last bit of blood to drop out of it. That they can, the teams are actually able to put together a team full of people like that and work within the boundaries of the salary cap and deal with all the egos and not have one guy fuck up the entire thing by going, I want a max contract and starting the domino effect going through the locker room of, oh, well, if he's getting it, then so do I. Well, it I mean, goes I back know that- to your point, Rich, of, of uh, what's his name, Dan Marino. You would trade your max salary and all the goodies and records that you get for one ring, right? I would imagine he would. And that's what Kevin Durant did. That's why he was, like, bounced out of OKC and was like, where can I get a ring? Oh, look at the powerhouse that is Golden State. I saw Watch a, what happens. I saw a story today that says him and uh, uh, Russell Westbrook are talking in case you guys cared. And why wouldn't they talk in the first place? It's God Well, look, what I'm saying is we've all given, we've all had this conversation about different athletes before taking less money to get, to get quote unquote help in there. And I mean, it's, it's no secret. LeBron's taking his lumps pretty fucking well on this show because of it, especially coming from a certain fucking host who lives in Kansas. But there's got to be something to be said for the fact that in probably the sport, I would say egos are most out of can get most out of control. Most 
I mean, just in gen- in general, I'm saying is the NFL. I would say NBA is a damn close number two, if not tied with for number one with the NFL. For guys to put their egos away and not have that, I need to cash in at all costs. I don't care if I play on the worst team in the league as long as I'm making the most money in the league. Put those. Well, I mean, they still got aside. those guys, though. They still got those guys. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that the domino effect starts. You get usually once you get, get shit like that. Even if guys don't, even if guys who feel they should also be making max money aren't, the egos end up souring the locker room, souring the team chemistry to the point where very few teams can play through that. I mean, think about it. We talk about Kobe and Shaq and um, A Rod and Jeter letting their dick swing in the same locker room, even though they hated each other. How, okay, but those are two exceptions. How many teams have had two personalities that just could not get along and that has tanked the team? Or the uh, team has been forced to make a move. Uh, we had Detroit Tigers. Yeah, we had not we had that not that long ago with Prince Fielder and Garcia. And the rumor was Garcia was knocking no dust off fucking Prince yeah. Fielder's old lady's pussy. So it to Mrs. Prince Fielder. Next thing you know, that rumor comes out and of Garcia. course Peace. Through back channels, the Tigers organization goes, no, 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 nothing to that rumor. It's just a rumor. Fuck and no. then, yeah, two days later, he's traded to the fucking, to their rival within the division, where he goes on to have yeah. two career seasons. I own his ass right now. He's, yeah, we were not, it was not performance with that guy, because that guy went on to become everything we thought he was going to be when we had him. And it wasn't a trade like... We got rid of Andrew Miller, who came back almost a decade later and became went from a promising starting pitcher in the minors to a premier fucking setup middle reliever, however you want to close or however you want to look at it. You, you know, like Mrs. Fielder's cookies. All right, exactly. Bottom line. All right, but even even you know keeping it at home and in the NBA, look at the Detroit Pistons. Look at all the personalities. I mean, one of their fucking starting players was called Mister Big Shot. But they didn't become the they didn't become the, the individual egos. I think for that team didn't show up till after the ring because the whole, their whole shtick was it wasn't about a bunch of superstars. It was about a bunch of guys who had had moderate success before they got to the Pistons and they were coming together Time as to a to unit <laughs> to get it done. And then it was after you know. Ben Wallace getting big old Chicago contract, pretty much talking about, hey, man, I, I got kids. Not, you know, that's a Prince Fielder thing, but that's pretty much what Ben Wallace said. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, Chauncey's getting big money. And then you, guys, you got guys like Tayshawn and Rip that are like, hey, what about me? Like, that's when that shit started. Like, in the end, it just kind of all ties into the whole conversation about how egos will fuck shit up. Well, also, once again... That was a team that when Chauncey got the fucking news that he was being traded, you know, all them, got, all, all them guys, yeah, were in the fucking same hotel room fucking crying over the situation. And as rough, rugged, and raw as some of those guys like to project themselves, none of them have had a problem telling that story. So that tells me that they're fuck. fucking... They're, they're telling the, the truth there. five. That's like, all those, those guys were tight. I'm talking like... Listen to any beat reporter who worked for the going to, who worked reporting on the going to work Pistons and the vibe around that team at the time. I mean, when they won, that whole locker room was partying like it was a fucking club in and of itself. I mean, I'm talking like when they won a game, 
I mean, when they lost the game, the whole team took it hard. It was like, they, you know, it's been said, it was like walking into a fucking funeral home. I mean, that was guys who were like, okay, we've gotten paid. We've gotten all the off-the-court off bullshit taken care of. Now our job is to win the championship. Um, you know what, though? Because with, remember with remember that? after we got the, the first, remember we, after we got the ring, it was, oh, is, is Rashid coming back? Is he going to be a problem to sign? And that was a fairly painless signing. And he went on to become a fucking cornerstone of that team. So, right. but... As far as the Golden State Warriors go, I'm going to give it up to the coaching because Kerr played under Phil, and Phil didn't stand for that shit when he was in Chicago. You got a problem because Michael Jordan's making all this money? Yeah. Welcome to being traded. And Michael Jordan was that damn good that he could win with just about anybody in the NBA. And some people that shouldn't have been in the NBA, but still. You know, and... I think uh, Kerr followed that and went up to uh, Golden State and was like, this is how we're going to do this. You know, you guys could get paid later. Right now, I want to win a championship. Weren't you calling Kerr a bitch like a month ago for sitting people? I never said I had to completely agree with the man. I mean, shit he's doing is working. I mean, unless they just go in and collapse in the conference finals. Okay, good on him. But it's part of of who we are as as podcast hosts that I have to criticize when I see something wrong. You set your entire starting five bench for the entire fucking game. No, no, no. But, hey, that's why he's getting paid millions and I'm sitting here talking to you two. I'm sure some motherfuckers looked at Einstein and went, what the fuck are you doing? Like you'll see in due time. Wait, you know, is it, I'm sorry, this is about you, you bitching about Steve Kerr a couple months ago? Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, just he, he said no, his I, 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 I remember, I remember. Right. So, but he is still um, a project from the, you know, Phil Jackson era. And I think he took his lead from Phil and went into fucking Golden State and was like, look, Y'all can get paid millions of dollars later. Accept the salaries. Let's go win some championships. Well, there you because go. for the last three years, Golden State has been it. Well, you could use last year's motivation for him, too. Like, hey, uh, best record didn't mean shit last year, did it? You know, you came out of the season with nothing. That's got to be well, extra motivation for those guys. Went perfect season. What happened? Yeah. Nothing. You, you're the, you're the 20, uh, what is it? Uh, you're the 2009 Patriots. Close but no cigar. That's your T-shirt. Went all the way to the Super Bowl. Flawless victory all the yeah. way there. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So I, don't, I, I still, hey man, I still say you heard it on here first. I think Boston could take out Cleveland. If it if it happens, don't be surprised. Just saying. If it happens, I'm not calling you Iceman Part Two. I'm going to call you. You got Isaiah Thomas dropping 53 points and shit in the game. I mean, I don't know. We will. See. I would love to see Cleveland buckle to fucking Boston. I would love it. I would love it so hard. But it ain't happening. It's not even close to happening. If they win two games, I, I swear to God. Hey, speaking of busts, while we're talking about basketball, your boy, dude, your boy, LeVar Ball, coming out with, was it $500 shoes? Get the... <laughs> oh, my God. He's going to kill Nike. <laughs> this is a question I have been acting, asking, asking far too much in 2017. Not on this podcast, just in general. What is your basis for this? Where are you getting this price point from? 
What has led you to believe you could charge $500 for these shoes? You got LeBron James on retainer? LeBron James shoes aren't going 500 bucks unless they're a rare pair. That's okay. Nobody's shoes are going 500 bucks off the fucking shelf that are not a limited edition or being sold on the secondhand market. All right. That's 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 in that's it's nutty, dude. The only I mean, thing I can th- think of is it's his opening line. So the first run of shoes is going to be very collectible. Now, I will say it is enterprising. Saying, hey, fuck you, shoe companies. I'll create my own shoes. It's enterprising and ballsy, but... I'm going to tell you what. There's only one way I, I would respect him and his fucking yellow-tooth dad, because I love that. How his dad said, well, if you can't afford big ballers, then you ain't a baller. Or if you can't afford $500 for a pair of big ballers, you ain't a baller. Way, way to fleece your own community. Nice job. And, anyway. And my, Michael Rappaport came back with a picture of his dad smiling, his big old fucking Kool-Aid smile on the fucking court. And his teeth are all yellow. And, and Rappaport fucking said, if you can't afford to get your teeth whitened, you ain't a baller either. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Thank that's, you. That's fucking Rappaport, man. Thank you, Rap. I appreciate that, man. That, that's, I was like, that's... That's good. That's good. He had a hot take on, uh, uh, oh, what's his face? Bill Simmons podcast. I had Bill Simmons saying, dude, 10 years of doing this podcast. That's the best hot take I've ever had. And he just went to fuck off. I can't, I can't even remember all of it, but I, so, okay, look, the only way I can respect $500 oh, pair of shoes. got a search term on Google, which means somewhere <laughs> someone has this cut up. All, the only way I could respect fucking any player selling $500 pair of shoes is if those shoes are 100% made in the USA, not using fucking slave labor, not using no 25 cents a day with no bathroom breaks labor, and that's the reason they're that price. And they're handmade. I'm talking like a... Like a I know non-musicians out there are going to go, what the fuck are you talking about? But like a, a a Fender Stratocaster that was made in a custom shop by a custom builder who signs the fucking thing after he fucking builds it. He was there from start to finish for that guitar. He did everything for that guitar. If it's if if those are if those shoes are like that, I would never pay it. But I can respect. Hey, look, we're gonna you know we're gonna make this product and we're gonna make it the best we can. And that's going to be the price for it. Lonzo Ball he, better personally inspect and test each pair of shoes. He, he better wear them. He better be some of his sweat in each fucking shoe. But like, like I was going to say, just like Fender has a custom shop where they have master builders who build guitars, they also have a lot of production line guitars. And I think he's going to find that, yeah, he's going to sell shoes at $500 a pop because the sneaker heads are going to fucking do it because they're the new hotness. And like I said... All it's gonna when when we got first brought up between us, all it's gonna take is for one of the trendsetters, whether it be in hip hop or what the fuck ever, you know, what whatever scene sneakerheads pull their fucking their cues from, to be seen wearing those, and then there's gonna be I gotta have them. But let's be we've already honest. gotten rid of, we've already gotten rid of the people who are like I gotta have them because they're five hundred dollars. They've already got their pair. That's their problem. Once those people see go go buy those shoes, there's not going to be a whole line around the block for other people to buy the shoes out of just curiosity at five hundred dollars a pop. 
They're going to need to have a cheaper shoe at some point. Let's be honest. You've got to be accessible to the hood. If you're going to be successful selling basketball shoes, you've got to be accessible to the hood. You've got to be in brother's budget. Be like Nike. Nike has Nike Air Jordan. Nike has Nike Air, Nike Monsoons, and all kinds of lines. Nike has Nike. Nike has Nike flip flops. Them shits in Nike sandals. Those shits are like you know the Air Moses version four point two or some shit, man. I mean, I can't believe what Nike has. And if you're selfish, you know, if you're gonna fucking model. A shoe company after a company who has perennially done well. Why not Nike? Why not take their cue? Introduce your big ballers, make it a limited run, sell them out, and then hit the public with, oh yeah, by the way, here's the $150 regular versions. So, like Chris said, so people who maybe don't have $500 to go drop on shoes can go pick up a pair. Of course. Hey, you can finance but- tennis shoes now because we live in such an awesome country. My God, I read that's another podcast. When I read that article about people, there's a finance company for fucking shoes now. Maybe. All right. Uh, Societal indicator makers of tennis shoes. If people have to finance them, maybe you're asking too much for them. But that's another podcast. I mean, I just want to say this. I just want to say this. We're not talking about we're not talking about we're going to finance you to get a pair of dress shoes and a nice suit to go to a job interview. And so we're going to get, you know, we'll get our return later on down the road. This is for a pair of shoes that if a motherfucker steps on, you're ready to go all fucking. Someone can go outside Hernandez and go, give me these. Somebody. How about that, huh? Someone goes, hey, give me your shoes. What happened then? You still got to make the payments? You got to get insurance on your shoes? If you yeah, yeah. You can, have, you can have basic, your PLPD. <laughs> no, and right? Then you can have, then you can have comprehensive where you got like a $50 deductible on your $500 pair of shoes that you got jacked for. I don't know. Oh. LeVar Ball just reminds me of Danielle. It's a great, it's a great time to be. The cash me outside chick. He's cashing in way too hard on his 15 minutes of fame. Hey. Worst thing. Say, hold on, worst man. Thing, Look, I, I got to interview him about his three sons, man. I got to ask a question here because I'm about to change your nickname to fucking R. Kelly. You keep bringing this chick up almost every podcast for the last month and a half. Like, you know, she's 13, right? Like, <laughs> calm yeah, down. That's dude. just it. She's 13. She's fucking. Dude, and it's Kansas. Cash. It's Kansas. She just got there. All right. No, she she just she. It's like six doing months later rap. there. No, she's doing rap, doing a clothing it's line. Six months ago she's there, cashing Rich. in. I know. She's cashing in, and so is Levar Ball. Or is it? Or the, is it Levar Ball's daddy has a plan for all three of his fucking sons, and this is just the spear of the uh, or okay. the tip of the spear. Just so we're clear, Levar Ball is the dad. Lonzo Ball is the Excuse oldest me. son. Okay, Just so we know. My my bad, my bad. You don't hear Lonzo I, I, Ball's new rap song? Don't you mean Z zero two? Zo two, zo two. The Don Z-O-2? X zo two free smoke. MCM on the backpack, real hitters in the backpack. Zo two time DC, worldwide set out your piece. From the mill to the IE, just got done with a shopping spree. Hit the lot, I had to cop the G. Time and chain and Mazzarelli. With the whip like a stolen. Yeah. Gotta watch out for patrolmen. Cut them boys, they be wrong. Asshole gets a hit Shoot record too. Jesus Christ. No I'll be balling like a sponsor. On the beat, man, I'm a monster. The worst thing they it's, did. Like ever this ain't my shit anymore. But this sounds like shit that's on the radio right now, and this dipshit'll probably get a minor hit out of this. 
So that'll be fun for all of us. He's got the he's got that 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 annoying new rapper flow. My one Rob from the Weezer podcast. He says because everyone's all fucked up on scissor up and weed. No one wants to like rap, bro. No one can rap fast anymore. I okay. I remember Paul Wall back in the day and Slim Thug. And them motherfuckers were drinking fucking purple drink all fucking day long. And they could they could do more than just they could change their flow up instead of just going da 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 yeah. Yeah, that's 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 everybody's rap flow now. Everybody I'm sorry. If your flow comes from trading places to use old school lingo, you whack. Your booty. Get the fuck off the mic. What the fuck are you doing? Where's Eric mm. B and Rakim to, 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 to come in there, slap this DJ, slap this fucking MC and say, let us show you how it's done. Thing sucks. God damn. Seriously, never thought I'd be, you know, like pining away for the days of like, together. boy, remember when, 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 when rap had some decent flow to it, like Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre couldn't rap his way out of a wet paper bag, man. He's a producer. No, he just had his protege on every album, right? It's exactly. Like Snoop wrote the yeah, Chronic, Eminem wrote like, Chronic whoa. 2001. Oh yeah, Dre, don't, it's, it's you can't fuck with Dre the beats. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's just... Like I, I don't know. Whatever. Hey, the kids. If the kids eat it up, the kids eat it up. I don't give a shit. This I'm sorry. Feed his I, dad's I, ego, man. That's what fucking. That's what bothers me. Is this? You know, this guy is a. You know, Lonzo Ball is a thirty for thirty. Like this in, in ten years. You know, this is going to be quite the thirty for thirty. Well, well I can't wait Pete, till the other two come out. The Pete Maravich project about how his dad fucking pushed him to to be this robo quarterback and it backfired and they did the 30 for 30 and his dad's living like in an apartment that's smaller than mine yeah. like no air conditioning and shit and it's like wow dude you went from living high to this lavar ball yeah. shows up hey zo this is my new friend mc hammer no <laughs> just step in immediately yeah this 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 seems to be... See, but here's the deal, dude. Maybe my new financial advisor, MC Hammer. He's going to make all of our financial decisions from here on out. <laughs> see, he's, do you guys not see the correlation between those two, though? Charlie Seriously. Sheen. <laughs> you guys argument? don't see the correlation no, between... I see the correlation. The, the I just... I, I would... old and him? You no, know, I would put it as fucking his... Daddy, okay, the patriarch of that family... Watch people like the Kardashians become millionaires and become famous for nothing more than being famous. And said, if you make a big enough ass of yourself, people pay attention. And I, we have the springboard for me to start making an ass of myself. And that is, my son's good enough to hear where he's going to go play in the NBA. So that gives me enough of a fucking window and soapbox to climb up on and yell out at people. And they'll pay attention. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're sitting here talking about him. Better hope this kid gets drafted this summer. His, his middle son already went into uh, signed a uh, commitment to UCLA, I believe. Yeah, he'll be another one and done. Hey, played yep. my year. Going to the draft now. Oh, take advantage of college, brother. Just say. Yeah, but a lot of those guys, 
I don't know how, how many of them go through with it. But, I mean, I know a lot of those guys are being told, look, man, you need to cash in and you need to strike while the iron's hot. You know, if you can cash in now, you can always go back to school later. You know, whether they do or they they don't, that's a different story. But, it, I mean, it is true. And if your family comes from – see, the Ball family doesn't – from what I gather, they're not, like, dirt poor. This isn't like, you know, them living in a hut with an outhouse and shit. Like, Dad was a – he was on – practice squads and shit in the NFL and all this good shit. I mean, he had a taste of the athlete life. He just didn't have a taste of the good life. Oh, this is athlete. stage mom shit? Is that what yeah. this is? Yeah, this is this is the guitar this is this is the 40, 50 year old guitar player who smoked everybody locally but whose band never caught on, who basically beat it into his kid, you're gonna be a star. That's what this is. Oh, this is uh, this is Michael this is Michael Jackson. Yeah, this is Joe Jackson beating, beating Michael Jackson in the in the in the superstardom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not only did he beat him, but eventually he actually beat the black off his ass. He beat him in the superstardom. But yeah, I mean, it, busted his head to the white meat. <laughs> punched him in his sleep. <laughs> but no, I mean it's it's really all this is, and I mean this is dad cashing in, man. And Put part of me, in their eyes and their mouths, they can't cry or scream. Part, man, part of me is like, you know what? More power to you, man. Because fuck it. I mean, really, is is he? Are, are they hurting anybody? No. No one's sticking a gun to someone's face saying you got to go buy these shoes. All right. No one. It, they're not. They're not ripping off taxpayers to you know get a factory built, get a new fucking stadium built, whatever the fuck. They're just being greedy fucks. Well, that welcome to America. We reward that type of behavior. You know, in fact, if these shoes do have any success, be prepared for certain articles to come from certain segments of society calling this man a genius and an entrepreneur. Just saying. Home fool. Forcing his stop pushing your kids on us. That's what he's guilty of. Well, you're you're no worse than a pageant mom, sir. Might as well be putting your fucking five-year-old daughter in fucking lingerie, you sick fuck. Your boys are gonna be super fucked up. Hope you're putting aside money for therapy. Well, the interesting part is supposedly as of. Three hours ago, the balls have reportedly sold 250 pairs at $495 a pop. That's the stats that's being reported. And they went on sale, what, a day or two ago? That's $124,000-ish. I think, that, I think that's even paid for half of the investment, though? Uh, no. Yeah, and then there was 53 that were special autographed versions that sold for 1000 and all those are gone. So that's like in the neighborhood of, what, 150 I mean, this is what I'm saying. They might look at this as a success, but if Nike sold $150,000 worth of a run of one of their shoes, they would fire everyone involved yeah. in it. Their CEO would be jumping out of his fucking office window. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, pushed one or the other. <laughs> but, but once again, if, if it's all talk, if when it comes to him and his dad, it's talk, it's bullshit. 
it's you know him him talking a good game, fake it till you make it type stuff, and then he's really behind the scenes running it like a small company, with with limited overhead, limited fucking expenditures, limited leaks, blah blah blah. One hundred fifty grand might not be a bad thing for him to start off with. They might be what they they might have met their fucking sales projections, or exceeded them. Who knows? I mean, that's the thing. His dad seems crazy, but is he, or is that just an act he's putting on? Is it his? Is that his crazy best version? Fox. Is that his best version of Vince McMahon type shit? Oh, you didn't know. I mean, because I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this podcast, you've at least heard the 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 band heard of the band ICP and St. Cloud Posse. Okay, they're universally hated. What? They're also worth $100 million. Who are these people? All right. And in I've... Insane clown posse, you say? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and through a few jobs I've had, I've had, you know, a few times to meet them and see them deal with the business side of things. And believe me, they're not saying the shit they say on record in the business side of things. They're not saying the shit they say when the cameras are on when it comes to business time. So, you know, people got to remember that might be a little bit of what's going on here. We might be getting some show, showman, showmanship to sell his product. So, now Rich yeah. make a great point that I, I didn't even stop to think about. He ain't really hurt nobody. Fuck him. Let him do it. The market will decide his fate. Well, I mean, dude, go I, big baller. I, don't buy his shoes, everybody. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> that's my campaign if i'm looking for a new pair of shoes i'm not even looking in that direction don't make this fool a millionaire everybody you want him to go away don't buy these things <laughs> what if it's like all his family who bought all those special edition <laughs> it's like a movie studio buying all its own tickets so to make sure that uh the, 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 they get good receipts on the first fucking opening weekend dude you know that shit that- happens I know it happens, and that's another thing. It, dude, people today who are business people who are willing to be assholes and, and do shit like that have the world at their fingertips on how to do it as far as the information because we have the Internet. And if you dig hard enough, you'll find information on how to do anything on the Internet. Yes, it's a wonderful time to be alive. So, I mean... Kind, kind of. Every every possible good, every possible evil is right there at your fingertips. It just depends on which you know what fork in the road you want to take. Oh yes. So he might have well, he might have taken marketing classes and been like, I got three kids, I got, yeah. you know, this is my opening salvo with the oldest. The middle kid is when I when we bring out the, we roll out the rest of the line, and then with the last kid is when we put our legacy line in there. And in ten years we're sitting we're like starter. In ten years we're exclusive to Walmart. Yeah. And we're cashing in on that whiskey tango money and in, in, in every you know country fuck, you know, butt fuck country area they can you know find. And if that's what he's doing, I, I guess more power to him, man. You heard of Walmart? I'm opening up Walmart. Motherfucker. Uh, let's not forget Lonzo Ball did get drafted number one to the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, he has been drafted? He has. When was this? And they're drafting like July. Wait a minute. Lonzo Ball? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't see anything about him being drafted. The NBA drafts until June twenty second. Okay, so they're picking him number one. Well, they're saying they're picking him, but we'll see. 
Yeah, well, uh, until until I saw until Jerry Maguire. Yeah, until the contract signed, uh, I, and then I'll show me the money. <laughs> yeah, Kush was gonna go somewhere else, and he fucked uh, Jerry over. Come on, man! I I, I got Kush lash. I don't really want to talk about this. Mm. Come on, Jay man. Moore <laughs> fucked him over. <laughs> But yeah, until the until the inks on the on the paper, I'm not believing any. Oh, we're going to draft him first overall. If they really were going to do that, they there would be there would be rumors of what his contract entailed. Dude, I hope he goes to like because the being Memphis signed. Grizzlies or some shit like that. His dad would be so wow. Pissed. Hey, congratulations! You're now a Toronto Raptor. Wouldn't be a hey, bad place for him. Like actually. the worst media markets for him. Hey, you're Charlotte Hornet, or whatever the fuck Charlotte's now. No, it's New Orleans Hornets. Who's in Charlotte? Bobcats. It's New Orleans Pelicans. No, Pelicans. Yeah. No, where are the That'd where be... are the Hornets? Where'd they go? Hornets went to Charlotte, and no, yeah, they, they... they started as the Charlotte Hornets, and then they left. Who are the Hornets now? Yeah, but then they didn't they go back and become the the Wild Bobcats or Wildcats? No, didn't whatever? the Pelicans? Didn't the Hornets change their name to the Pelicans? I don't fucking know. All I know is Pelicans is the worst fucking pro sports name I've I've heard in a long time. I mean, that's up there with that's up there with like some fucking division division Z college football team names. You know, that is horrible, dude. That yes. sounds like a high school team name. We're the Pelicans. I am not insane. Yes, the, sh- the Hornets moved to New Orleans and then changed their name to the Pelicans. All right. Okay. Cool. Wasn't a, just a lucid dream. All right. So yeah, way off track. LeVar Ball. Uh, good luck and fuck him. But at the same time. <laughs> like, you, you've, you've chosen a brazen market. It's a brazen choice for marketplace to get into for DIY, sir. That's really my thoughts on it. Like, good fucking luck. You got to compete with Nike, Reebok, uh, uh, Adidas, advertising. New dollars. balance. Yeah. Good luck, buddy. Yeah, but honestly, and it didn't start just recently. This has been pretty much a thing for the last 20 years. It's just, it went from the very rare air athlete would try it to, I think, now every athlete thinks if they, if, they, if they wanted to, they could take a shot at this, which is to just hit a media blitz of every different type of market they could find. Like, let me make a shoe. I'm going to play my sport. I'm going to put my album out. I mean, before it was like, who? Shaq, Iverson, Kobe. Guys, you know, guys like that would put that type of shit out. Jordan. Now it's Jordan never put an album out. I mean, he made a movie, so I, I guess you. I, I mean, he made a movie. I mean, which did more than Shaq, Iverson, and Kobe's albums all put together times a couple. But I mean, it just seems like now it's like the, just blitz the media, blitz the public, blitz. You know, the fans with all this shit and see what sticks to the wall and run with that. We think of us this. Gatorade, is it in you? <laughs> Gatorade, is it in you? Gatorade, is it in you? <laughs> no. How many. Uh, did we ever hear how many official takes he did? In you. Ready? All right. This is only Gatorade. the sound clips a minute 11. Nope. Nope. Gatorade, is it in you? Gatorade, is it? Gatorade, is it in you? Nope. <laughs> All right, it's enough of that. <laughs> uh, he's probably the last person to successfully uh, tell money with the Looney Tunes. Yeah, uh, now that I think about it. 
I've I mean, never seen any of those movies. I've seen zero. Those came out when I was in high school. I was I was like 16, 17. I had far too many other pressing things than to see a fucking Looney Tunes movie with Michael Jordan. Uh, dude, I discovered dude, like I, booze and weed and tits. I hear you. I was the only reason I know about it as much as I do is because I I was working at uh at Toys R Us doing midnight stock and I had the the uh, low bees and that was before they rearranged all Toys R Us's. That's where all the, the sports shit went. So I had everything Space Jam on the shelves. Everything, dude. Oh, yeah. bullshit. You were in your underwear eating marshmallows going, come on, Mike, save the Looney Tunes. That was like five years later when I've discovered acid, though. I mean, I was actually working. I was actually working, you know, and hadn't discovered acid when I was 18 at this point in time. No, the, the drugs we did to get through those fucking 14-hour nights of being locked in the store was usually something no, like, you know, along the lines of uppers and speedy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but, no, man, I mean, it. what he's doing, it's, it's real easy to be cynical about. It's real easy to goof on. It's real easy to shit on. But, honestly, what... I, and I know I sound like I'm getting off on some sort of like weird like like don't hurt the job creators or you know whatever. But when did when did we start fucking being so fucking hateful of people trying to make a better life for themselves? Hey, I'm gonna come clean right now. I ain't being hateful. I got mine being financed as we speak. I order a pair of big ballas. <laughs> wow, dude, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> and by it's the way, order with my Lions jersey, damn it! Something we have not talked about at all, you idiot. These aren't good-looking shoes, guys. No, 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 they're not. I wasn't okay. going to go there, but no, no, they're not. I'm a big fan of the just give me the solid. I wish I could go back before the Heaven Gates assholes ruined the black Nikes with just the white swoosh, and they stopped selling them, but. Like, I'm a big fan of, like, just, you know, the black-on-black type shoes. Just give me that. I don't need a bunch of colors and all this shit. It still don't look good, man. It really doesn't. So, oof. I mean, these things literally look like something that you would see someone in the 70s wearing. And And they wouldn't be stylish then. So, I don't know. Yeah, uh, this is this is clearly kind of one of those like uh, people will buy anything kind of moves. He's playing on people's like, hey, buying because of what they represent and the name that's on them. Well, I mean, at that point, aren't you going with uh, what's his face off a of Shark Tank with Fubu? Mark Cuban. I have no idea who you're talking no, about. No, it's not Mark Cuban. It's uh, Damon. Damon Dash. The black guy on Damon Dash from Rockefeller Records. No, it's not that one. No, okay, can't think of his name. You know, the other black guy from Rockefeller. That wasn't Jay Z. I was gonna say Jay Z. That's if you. (laughs) I thought his real name was Carter. It's Sambai. Wait a minute. They're still doing shit with Fubu. I thought Fubu was like Starter. It's now like a Kmart brand or a Target brand or some shit. Damon like that. John is his name. He's the CEO of Fubu for us by us. Yes, there you go. Which quick story? 
Earl and I had a friend who, who, who growing up, uh, he's a cop now. So I think, you know, who I'm talking about, uh, he showed up at a party that, that Earl, I'm not sure if you were at this party. I know May was me and me and another buddy of ours were at this party and my buddy shows up and he walks in and there's the obligatory late nineties white guy who thinks he's like, you know, in the Wu-Tang clan or some shit like this. And he's decked out in FUBU. Oh no. I, yeah, I was there. And my buddy happens to be biracial, so he came in. And he was like, "The fuck are you wearing? That ain't for you, and that ain't by you. Take that shit off, dude." We died. You fell about the fucking place, man. It was hilarious. Nice. So is it all of them? Bala Brand just another Fubu? It's it's whatever. You, it's 2017, or whatever you want it to be. Uh, I want it to be on my feet. Everything stuff. is anything now, Earl, and anything is everything. Man, if I'm going to compare it to something from back then, I'm going to say like it's going to be like Jinko. Oh Jesus! It's oh, going to wow. start. It's going to start off. Sounds Polish. It's going to. It's going to start off with a very select uh, uh, demographic they're aiming to, and then all the wrong people are going to end up with it, and so it's going to become uncool. That, that's that's. I predict that's where big ballers going. All the rich brothers will be wearing it. All your Chris Webber types can afford it. Or someone else can afford it for him. Hey, we're from Detroit. We know where he went to school. <laughs> Detroit yeah. Country Day. Yeah. he. And that's his dirty little secret. That's like at the end of 8 Mile. And Clarence has really nice parents. You know, that type of shit. Clarence so. went to Cranbrook. Cranbrook, not too far from Detroit Country Day. They're in the same neighborhood. <laughs> Average income. Chris Webber go up and go. Hey, uh, give me some money. I want some big ball of shoes. Get Aver- your ass a big ball of job then. Average Bye. income uh, around there is three hundred thousand dollars a year. Just saying. Worked in the neighborhood for a while. <laughs> the struggle, bro. The struggle. I mean, what happens when like your favorite fucking shirt is dirty and the maid doesn't show up on Tuesdays to do laundry and it's Tuesday? That's horrible, dude. What I'm expected to run the washer myself. Please. It's just a $500 hey, shirt. I'll go hey, grab hey. another one. You know what? Don't make fun of that shit. Because I went to a washer, and there are 20,000 fucking buttons on a washer now. Oh, what it. the actual fuck? That's a whole book of what the fuckings. You used to get up there, put your washer in, put your suds in, close the lid, spin the little dial, it says go, bam. Fucking laundry done. Now you go there, and you got to push the power button, and is it a speedy wash? Is it a hot wash? Is it a full load? Is this about you, you having to hit more than one button? You got to <laughs> wait for the spin cycle to adjust the load and, and figure out how big of it loaded it. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not dating you. I just want to get my clothes washed. Ladies and gentlemen, white people problems. <laughs> no, ladies and gentlemen, Iceman problems. I got to hit more than one button to do my laundry, man. Fuck I've this shit. To, you guys I've haven't to, obviously seen these washer and dryers, have you? Are you high, dude? Are you high? Of course I have. <laughs> But I've yet to meet the washer and dryer, washer or dryer, or washer and dryer combination that has me scratching my head going, how do I turn this thing on? Well, I guess my clothes are just going to stay dirty. Dude, it's I can't it's not about out. how not to turn it on. I got how to turn it on, but you don't know what you're washing. You got to push 20,000 buttons to get it to where you want it to be. And Smash it's like, cut to Earl walking out the door with this shit in the laundry basket. Well, I'm just going to the laundromat. <laughs> I'm serious. You guys got to see this shit. 
Dude. Spend half the time pushing the buttons that you used to do fucking doing a load of laundry. Chris, you know what this is? This is a guy who spent most of his adult life in a relationship. That because if he even just spent half of his fucking adult life single, he would understand. There's three fucking types of clothes for guys. Yeah. There's clean, that's fresh out the washer and dryer. There's clean-ish. There's, there's clean-ish, which means you pick it up and give it the sniff test, and you throw it on if it passes. And then, and then we got to wash this. Yeah, and then there's <laughs> shit that stands up in the corner by itself waiting for you to take it to wash it because it's so fucking caked with dirt. All right. Yeah, that's the, this pot. Yeah, that's uh, all right. We're done with this. We have exceeded the use of this. Rich, you know Sarah. You know that I ain't gonna fly. That's what I'm saying. This is this is this is a, this is a kept man for his most of his adult the life. The lady has marveled at me like it's just saying. <laughs> just, yeah, talk about more than one button. <laughs> it's not just more than one button. The There's a fucking. It's a keyboard fucking spaceship me, control panel. Let me ask you a question. Does your uh, cell phone, did you get it through Cricket? No. Does it have like big oversized buttons and shit? <laughs> Actually, it does. I got a Note 5. So, yeah, it's huge. I don't know what that means. Does that deserve an ooh? <laughs> fucking thing sucks. Oh, okay. There we go. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Chris is an, I've, Chris is an Apple guy, so you're not impressing him with any of that. Anyways, yeah, as we've traveled, my stuff. as we've traveled far away from sports, uh, yeah, sorry, I want Levar Ball to reinvent a fucking washer that I don't have to spend half the time programming. Oh, no, you just got to spend half a million to buy it. Yeah, no, well, we shit on Levar Ball for a good good amount of time, so we could probably move on to uh, baseball. I believe next on the agenda. Hey, before we get to baseball, did you guys hear about Here. this Canelo fight? No. Okay. Canelo is the golden boy, new golden boy in boxing. Okay, he he he's he's boxing or says you says boxing. I've learned nasty questions. They call him the golden boy. All right. He he's he's the next Mayweather. He he's the next uh, what's his face? Little triangle headed little fucker. Mexican can't think of his name. Pacquiao. No, not Manny. The other one. De La Hoya, Oscar De La Hoya. Uh, he he just had a huge pay-per-view fight over the weekend uh, over uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. <laughs> and it was built as Canelo Chavez. And, yeah, for anybody who paid for that, yeah, loan me the money next time, goddammit, because I could use it. Because the biggest thing about the whole fight was after the fight, the, they announced... Uh, the next fight for Canelo and it's going to be that one actually is going to be a hell of a fight Uh, Canelo beat the ever loving shit out of Chavez spoiler alert and uh, now he's going to be fighting a guy they call 3G and uh, that's going to be a hell of a fight that's scheduled for September the thing is though is People are looking at Canelo's record, and he has a loss on it. And he's, they, they're saying that he can't be the next Mayweather because Mayweather's never lost. That's correct. Just because you have one loss on your record doesn't mean you're not a great fighter like Mayweather. Yeah, but he has zero losses. Yeah, but I mean, some End of his of conversation. No, some of his fights have been suspect, just like what Canelo just fought. Oh, I just... I see this is just something where we're going to have to agree to disagree right away because okay. it's 
he he's lost zero. If he's already lost one, then that's it. Okay, put your money where your mouth Conversation is. Conversation over. The the whole hype of the Mayweather and uh, uh, what's his face from UFC fight is supposed to be brewing, and that's supposed to happen, and a hundred million dollar fight, and all this good shit. If that's a boxing match, Mayweather's gonna whoop his ass. You really think so? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, we've been we've been down this road like four or five times. If that's a boxing match, Mayweather's gonna kick his ass. Yeah. Dude, I, I look, I, I don't pretend to know the, the most about UFC and boxing, but I do know that the people who have spent most of their adult life, probably a good chunk of their adolescent life, dedicating themselves to the knowledge of the sport all say the same thing. If this is a UFC fight, forget it. If it's a boxing match, night-night, Connor. I mean, dude, it's... I don't know, man. Connor McGregor has been in shape. He's been in a ring, be it an octagon or whatever. He's been working out. Floyd Money Mayweather has been retired, sleeping on his fucking money. Now, Rich, as a musician, you put your guitar down for a few years. Can you pick it up and with a month or two of practicing, play me note for note of a little wing from Stevie? No, you can't. Hey, but last time... Go ahead. I was going to say, we're talking about the assumption that he's retired, so he's not doing a damn thing. Who knows what the fuck he's doing, dude? Well, I'm not saying he's not doing a damn thing, but he ain't doing enough to get back into the ring and start going rounds with somebody like him. He doesn't have to do that constantly, dude. All he needs to do is stay in good shape, and then when they book the fight, go into intense training to get in a fighting shape. That's what boxers do. I don't know about UFC guys. I can't tell you. It seems like UFC guys... Their fights are a lot, a lot closer together, so they are constantly in fighting shape. So I'll give them, that, I'll give them that. But we are talking now two different styles of fighting. Conor McGregor, as far as I know, hasn't trained as a primarily as a striker for his most of his career. You're right. Okay. And when you when you have to fight a stand up fight with footwork and more than three rounds to where you can't go out there and fucking just go whole hog. For three rounds and call it a fucking day i mean if this is scheduled for like 12 rounds dude he could wear him down on top of that he knows how to avoid getting hit he knows how to minimize getting hit he knows how to not necessarily roll with the punches but to take a punch to minimize the impact of it i mean there's dude a whole lot to it and I'm pretty sure that a professional boxer for his entire life is going to not only know those things in and out it's going to be second nature it's something they don't even have to think about I mean I, I the only way I can explain it is to once again go back to the you know the being a musician if I have to turn up turn down change change the setting of my tone knob on the fly while I'm playing I do it without even thinking about it. I just know it has to be done. And so that happens. I don't have to go, okay, now you're going to have to turn up coming up at this part right here. That's what I'm saying, dude. I mean, it's... Boxing match is way different than a UFC fight. Way different. So I just... I don't see it, man. And if he... And on top of that, what if, what if he does win and it turns out that people start saying the shit you were saying? Oh, whatever, man. He wasn't fucking in fighting shape. He's been retired for years and years. He was sitting on his ass. Then it becomes like that fucking tennis match in the 70s 
the so-called battle of the sexist tennis match where a retired fucking old tennis player comes out of retirement to play Billie Jean King and she beats him. And everybody goes, yeah, but you, why don't you go play McEnroe if you want to fucking play the best? Because this dude's, he's not even the best and he's been retired for X amount of years. It's a, it's really a no-win situation except for the payday and the, and the exposure they're going to get from it. it. You beat Joe Lewis's ass. It, it, dude, really, this fight is nothing more than like a giant exhibition fight that's going to bring it up big payday for both fucking people i mean that's really all it is it doesn't have any standings yeah but i mean but it, it, it doesn't doesn't move anyone up in the rankings doesn't move anyone up in the standings so yeah, just moves their wallet up in the standings i don't know if conor mcgregor comes out and beats floyd money mayweather i he'd be due for a title shot at that point don't you think what that's just in the WBA, you talk about in 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 boxing, in legit yeah, boxing, yeah. for beating one guy, the guy. And Chris, don't sit there and be like, "What? You just started telling me how he's like the best boxer ever because he's undefeated." If Conor McGregor beats one guy, he deserves a title he, shot. That's why I'm first saying what? In professional boxing fight, beats Floyd Money Mayweather. Because you beat one guy, you get a title shot. It's not one guy. It's the guy. Talk about me on the pipe. Ice, it is literally one guy. I don't care if he is the guy. You just use the singular word to describe him. The guy. It's not those guys. It's literally one guy, dude. Yes, he may be the best, but he's still one guy. I don't even... Dude, how could... Okay, I know boxing has a history of corruption. How could they even legitimize that fight by ranking Conor McGregor? Seriously. He has... Does he have any experience in professional boxing? No. I mean, this is, we're talking, we're talking, this is the 21st, ver- 21st century version of the great white hype. I mean, if that's the yep, case. That's the truth. We're going to take, we're going to take someone who may be boxed amateur. <laughs> He's even Irish. Top that's 10. fucked yeah. up. I'm not Irish. No, in boxing, that just means you're white. <laughs> Such a great Terry, I- Irish Terry Conklin. <laughs> I love when when everybody's betting and the old little old granny comes up and she goes twenty dollars on the clean cut white boy. <laughs> oh, Danny boy! <laughs> if you haven't seen that movie and you're listening to us, first of all, I don't know why you're listening to us if you haven't seen that movie. <laughs> that movie oh, kind of sucks. White height, no, but no shit. That is hilarious. Yeah, that movie kind of sums up kind of how how our sports talk goes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's it's a great movie, and you're gonna go, holy shit! There's a lot of fucking stars in this movie. How did I not see this movie when it came out? So many stars. So yeah, I don't know, dude. I guess we're just gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to just wait and see what happens. But I, it, to me, I this is an exhibition fight, man. This is I this is a step below, or excuse me, a step above. Uh, professional wrestling. I mean, didn't we see this in Rocky Three? You know. Oh well, yeah, hey, yeah, huh? Yeah, Rocky go up against fucking Hulk Hogan. Well, that makes a good point, though. What if Conor McGregor forgets where the fuck he is and just starts doing a leg lock on Money Mayweather? Well, that's the end of the fight, and I think Mayweather <laughs> people are going to jump in. You're going to see some chairs flying. It's going to be just like that Boondocks episode where, where Riley's like, "You ever notice 
like at the BET Awards or at a fight when a chair gets thrown, shit pops off. There's going to be chairs flying into that ring if that happens. <laughs> Racist. But yeah. Hey, fuck it. I'd pay, I'd pay. I don't know if I'd pay for it, but I'd definitely go half on somebody who, if they, they were going to watch it, I'd be like, all right. You just got to watch the history. If nothing else, you got to watch the history. I mean, dude, I imagine it'd be entertaining just the spectacle of it. I mean, honestly. And it probably, true to a lot of shit, the, the, the build up to it would probably, and the hype would probably be long remembered more so than the fight itself. I mean, that's just my guess. This is like stunt fighting. I mean, this really is. It's the equivalent of the barn, the barnstorming that used to go on in, in the offseason in baseball between MLB and the Negro Leagues. When they when when this is you know the the they wouldn't let black folks play in MLB, but in the off season they used to have scrimmage games and play against each other. So I mean, basically that's what this is in my mind. This isn't a legit fight. This isn't a ranked fight. This isn't going to move anybody up or down the rankings. So, uh, except according to Iceman, if McGregor was to win, then apparently he deserves a shot at the fucking title. I'm only saying if you beat the man, the best in the world, the number one for his whole career, and you beat him, a title fight might be due. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure with the corruption, with the history of corruption boxing has, they can make it happen somehow if they really wanted it to. Oh, dude, a Canelo-McGregor fight? Get the fuck out of here. That's way better than, than Floyd Money retired Mayweather. See, the thing that just sticks out in my mind to me is I know there's guys that have went from UFC to WWE and vice versa. And I know that there's been like guys who've competed as amateurs in the Olympics in some form of, of, of grappling or something like that who've went on into the UFC. There's never been one that's flopped from professional boxing to the UFC as far as I know or vice versa. No. So this is all uncharted territory and all we're doing is, is just speculating. We have yeah, no idea. CM Punk went from WWE to uh, the UFC, got his ass beat, but he did it. I and mean, the dude, Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar, flips back and forth religiously between both of them and kicks him ass in both of them. So, but what I'm getting at is that you know we boxing may sign off on letting that happen, but they may not sanction it to where it's an official bout. And if it's not an official bout, it doesn't matter who wins. No that's one's getting true. a title shout out of out of something that's not an official bout. So, and I'm almost positive it wouldn't be sanctioned because if Money Mayweather lost, that would be forty nine and one, and he ain't going to handle that. And if uh, Conor McGregor wins and it's sanctioned, then he'll want a title shot. I'm sure of it. And they're not going to have that either. So there's no way that's going to be sanctioned. So yeah, so. Unless it is the great white hype, and then <laughs> <laughs> the Irish. Well, if we start seeing Jeff Goldblum and Samuel Jackson hanging around <laughs> boxing types, we know it's going down. Oh, Especially if Jamie Foxx is all of a sudden someone's manager. We know it's if going down. If I see down. a new Broham, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. A what? A Broham. A Broham. What's a Broham. I'm a it's a car. <laughs> a car. It's a Cadillac. Oh, a Brom. No, 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 no. In the hood is a Broham. Oh, 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 Broham. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the Merlot Broham. 
Great car, but not a Rolls Royce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, the Mac song. Yes, train him up. Get him. Get him, Mac. This is very uh, not politically correct uh, YouTube video of this song. Oh, I can imagine what the YouTube video is saying. But... Uh, I was going to say, if you're commenting that it's Something not... Something about a bike correct. was stolen. Yes, and a certain ethnicity took it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So I heard. <laughs> that happens on the internet. Yeah, but I just don't remember the cut scene when you would go between uh, uh, weight classes or divisions or whatever. And, yeah, I, I fat old black guy just pedaling his ass off, and you're just... Little Mac running behind him. Yeah. Speaking of all that shit, Ronda Rousey hasn't been around for fuck all ever after she lost. Ain't that messed up? I don't know. I. So she I, does, right? She loses yeah, and goes and hides. Yeah, and I mean that's. They're not making another Entourage movie for her to be Turtles' love interest in. So yeah, what, what do you? I'm just saying, she was like all the rage when she came in. You know, Ronda Rousey, baddest woman on the fucking planet. Yeah, Holly Holmes come in and said, "No, you're not." So relevant (laughs) to things that are going on right now, too. Such as, no, I'm being uh, facetious. Oh, okay, okay. I couldn't. (laughs) That was that was going on right now. That was so deadpan. I couldn't tell if you were, yeah, what side you were falling on on that one. Let's go foil-esque. No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking if Mayweather. And Connor get into it. The loss on each side is huge. I mean, it, it would literally have to be paid for to be a tie. Wait a minute. What were we just talking about, Ronda Rousey? That's what I'm trying to tell you. The loss on each side would be huge. Floyd Money Mayweather is undefeated. He loses. He's no longer undefeated. Connor McGregor is this bigger than life character. He loses. Well, not anymore. That's just like Ronda Rousey. She was the baddest woman on the planet. Holly Holmes came in and smacked that bitch right in the head with the fa- with her foot and was like, I'm not bad anymore. I don't even know where I am. Yeah, Rousey's, the knock against her is is if she can't get you on the floor, she can't beat you. Well, yeah, but if she gets you on the floor, she's going to hurt but you. It's done, but how she lost. Couldn't get those people on the floor and get them bitches on the floor. The difference between Conor McGregor and Mayweather, though, is McGregor's actually lost in his in his primary sport. He's got a 22 and three record. So a loss to him in a non-sanctioned bout that has no standing on his ranking in the, in the UFC. I mean, it might be an ego blow, might be a blow to his brand, but I don't see how it's going to hurt him. in as far as his sport goes, Ronda Rousey getting her ass kicked was, this was, this was, she was being touted by people who were fucking functionally retarded as she could whip, like, men in the UFC's asses. That's how bad she was. Yeah, and she I was could like, if she could get them on the mat. Well, that's the problem, okay? And if I had a 12-inch dick, I wouldn't be talking to either of you guys, all right? So, I mean, it, but I don't, so. <laughs> Nobody's talking to anybody on this podcast if any of this shit comes true. I'm all just right. saying. <laughs> I mean... Be in the Dude, porno movies. That's what, yeah, I'd be right now. Like, okay, so you want me to bust on her face? Okay, all right. 
That's what I'd be doing. I wouldn't even call in sick to that job. <coughs> no, I can make it. <laughs> you know, but, 20, it's 2017 or his face. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gay for the pay. <laughs> if I wasn't gay for the stay, I'm not going to be gay for the pay. That's for sure. Don't yeah. assume her identity. Hey, man, I don't know. Someone shows up. What if someone's like, well, I'll offer you a million dollars a movie? Okay. Okay, then I'm like orgasmo. I'm going to need a stunt cock. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Bring them in. I'm Mormon. I can't do that. I, I would just, no face shots. All down here. <laughs> <laughs> just, just put a sheet over it. Whatever. Earl's, Earl's sitting there like, you can come on everything below the, the neck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck you guys. A million dollars in a movie? Yeah. <laughs> Let it roll. <laughs> All right. You just got to do it for six months and you're set for life. Bro, if you had more body hair, you'd clean up in the bear community. I'm just saying. You're a big boy. I mean, you just if you were if you were like, you know, like a friend of ours, Harry, you would be poof. That would never work either cuz fucking women up in Michigan would be like, "Oh, I know that." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've somehow went from Conor McGregor and Mayweather fighting to Who's going to be the Brad Pitt of Twink movies? Can we, can we move on to baseball now? It's range. That's what that is. Hey, if anybody's Jesus, listening yeah. to this podcast, they have already learned to not try to figure out our fucking tunnels. No, that's true. That's true. This is very This is very free jazz. I thought some of the other ones that are on our network are. We really do flow from fucking chord progression to chord progression. <laughs> you just got to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> but baseballs... And it's yeah, the yeah the most interesting story I think coming out of baseball right now is this issue with uh, Matt Harvey. Um, apparently he didn't show up at the Mets. It's like, hey man, I'm not coming in today. He pulled the uh, what was it, Derek Rose? What is it with New York teams? Hey, I'm not coming in today. Yeah, but it was like a no call, no show, basically to the point <laughs> it's where they the did it. Nightlife, I tell you. So they sent their they sent their own in team security for a welfare check, which probably means the only reason they didn't call the cops for welfare checks is they didn't want it to hit the press until after they had put their ducks in a row for how they were going to handle the situation. Why are we which was, taxpayers paying for the, his? Hey, joke. doesn't Thor play for that team? Doesn't who? Who? Thor. Thor. Yeah, they call the guy Thor. Chris Helmsworth. Hemsworth? No. The no. Uh, Noah uh, Snarengard. Snydergard. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, doesn't he play for that team? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah his name is offensive to people of Nordic descent. And we just have calling him that immediately. And I'm going to initiate an online boycott of the New York Mets. I mean, he's out for the next six weeks. But yes, he is on the 40-man roster. He's hurt, hurt bad. But anyways, yeah, um, just to get back to the Matt Harvey thing. Okay, I know he's an older gentleman. I mean, he's not like a 22-year-old kid. He's not, I think he's like 28, 29, somewhere around there. So he's not like an immature kid who is doing this for whatever reason. What I want to know is, okay, he's basically fucking shit to bed ever since game five against the Royals when he refused to come out and ended up blowing that game for the, the Mets 
and the Royals end up winning the World Series that year. He hasn't really done shit since then. And he's making, like I think, like $4.5 a year, and he's got one more year left on his contract. So after next year, he's a free agent. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Mets aren't going to even fucking consider resigning him if they have to send out people from their own organization to do welfare checks on him to make sure he's still breathing. Well, I, I would say not, because in his interview, he said he was out playing golf and put himself in a bad situation that he couldn't show up for the game. What? This is someone who does not care about his job. For real? Like, Seriously, he, he just said that. You, you knew what was going on. Like, let's upset, this is, he's done. This is Matt Harvey going, I'm done being a New York Met. That's what this is. Come on. Well, Scott Van Pelt. One of the few guys I that I still like over at ESPN did a little segment on this, and basically he thinks that Harvey is the type of guy that can't handle the spotlight in New York. And of course, there's a long list of players who have succeeded all over the country who come to New York who can't fucking handle it because it's a pressure cooker. And really. He, I thought he made a very good point. He said, of all of Derek Jeter's accomplishments, the fact that he played his entire career as a New York Yankee in New York City and had as little scandal as he did is amazing. That's probably one of his greatest accomplishments. And I got to agree with that because, I mean, dude, guys who are big names other places go to New York and they either fucking... For the most part, this is what happens. They fizzle out or they fucking flame out. You know, Matt Harvey apparently is having a meltdown. Curtis Granderson, he went to he went to New York and it was like, what? He's just another player on that fucking roster where he was adored here in Detroit. He should have stayed here. I thought that was a bad move on his part. I mean, I can tell you without a doubt, I knew a lot of people who were sincerely pissed off that he left Detroit. Like, and hurt. Oh, yeah. Like, ang- like, angry. Like, beyond, like, oh, that's bullshit, man. I'm talking, like, if they'd been drinking, I'd have been like, hey, you start throwing glasses, we're going to have a frog here. <laughs> like, I know you're right. upset, but you got to control your temper, dude. Seriously. Yeah, but, I mean, there's a difference, man. Like, if I work at a job and I'm outside and I see that it's going to rain and I'm still having to be outside... All right, maybe I'll take a sick day, call in and be like, <laughs> I can't make it. But he's playing in the Major League Baseball team, and it wasn't anything other than I played golf and I wasn't ready to handle the game. That's someone who's checked out, man. That's he's that's someone who's trying. Dude, he's going out like Peter in Office Space. Like that's that's what that reminds me of. But is he checking out because he can't handle the pressure, or is he checking out because he was he he had a he had a career run, and now that he's come back down to earth, he understands he's in the pressure cooker, and he's like, "Well, shit, I can't I can't go out there and not perform." Has there been coaching changes at the Mets? Did he come in under another skipper? I don't believe so. I believe it's been the same same manager since, which is Terry Collins. And hold hold on, I think I think Terry Collins has been there since Harvey's been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terry Collins been there since the 2011 season. Matt Harvey came in in 2012 season. All right. 
So there's, you know, there's, which, okay, dude, I mean, I, I get where you're going with that, but I think all three of us can agree, even if there was a fucking change and he had a new skipper, that's no excuse to pull what he pulled. Oh, I ain't defending the man. I'm just, that, oh, yeah, he still the, show up. Those are the actions of someone, as someone who's been in leadership, those are the actions of someone who's done. Oh, what? Like, oh, well, oh, you said there was a meeting? You know, meanwhile, I've talked about it every time I've saw you for the last two weeks. It's up on by the schedule. Uh, it, you know, I've oh, yeah. everybody aside three days before the meeting. Right? Hey, remember this meeting in three days, and then it's a motherfucker. What a meeting! That's 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 someone who's done. Well, this was just came out four hours ago, uh, and it's a, it's according to Deadspin, Bill Hazley at Deadspin, uh, that Harvey reportedly was out partying until four a.m. the night before his no show. So, yeah. excuse me. If that's the case, went out and partied with his boys and couldn't show up to the park. <laughs> yeah, this is now. This is I'm I'm reading from the article here. The story has been presented thus far goes like this: Harvey went golfing sometime early on Saturday. Later, came down with what he called a migraine, and because of his headache, did not show up for the Mets game later that day. The, the key discrepancy between the parties being whether Harvey communicated his absence early enough and through the proper channels. After calling in sick, the Mets sent team personnel over to Harvey's apartment to check on him and his story. Before his scheduled start on Sunday, this team suspended Harvey for three games, a punishment which Harvey is now appealing. While Harvey was indeed home, and while when the team's hall monitors came knocking on Saturday, knocking on Saturday night, it's, it's apparent that he was up all night the night before, and that is that is the underlying issue. Okay, basically. Blah, 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 blah. The guy got real... Yeah, but, but then they get three days off. Go back and have fucking fun golfing and drinking, you dick. I never yeah, understood also, that. He's also taken something like probably a at least a low five-digit hit. I'd imagine somewhere between 15 to, and, and 40 grand hit being suspended those three days. So, I mean... Get parted too hard. I pay those fines. Yeah. I mean, as, as fucked up as that is, I mean, what, what's his contract? Contracts, yeah, his contract's $4.3 million a year. All right. So if he's the type of guy where he's partying like that and he doesn't have the foresight to, 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 that uh, at 28 years old he should have, which is to cover his ass if he's not going to be at work well enough to the point where they don't have to send team personnel over there to check on him and his story, then he's probably not been frugal with his money. So, he might be living check to check. A lot of athletes do, man, especially when they're younger. I don't know, man. This sounds like a classic case of teen pressure point uh, situation. He got around the wrong set of friends that night, and they were like, look, all right, we know you got to play ball tomorrow. Dude, this isn't his first day, dude. He didn't forget it. This wasn't an oops. It wasn't an oops, but this was a pressure situation. This was his his wrong friends. He's partied before a game. I'm sure plenty of times he's been like, oh, oh, gotta go. Got a bedtime. Got a game. These are the actions of a man who is checked out. He wants out of the... I I say he was was around the wrong friends. His friends were like, look, either you're late or you're not late. How can you be more late? And Matt Harvey was like, yeah, that makes sense. Give me that beer. You know, three hours later... This is a guy with something to lose. This is a guy who's a professional athlete, and he's been a professional athlete for five years. Like, he didn't just forget. This isn't the oops. I'm telling you, man. This is well, a, 
This is the actions of a man who I want off the New York Mets. I want, I want to give ownership. He's, this is someone who wants to give ownership rope, enough rope to hang himself. Well, real quick, apparently a half hour ago, it just hit the, the, my newswire at least three minutes ago. Apparently Harvey's, uh, sat down, read a statement, basically taking full blame and apologizes for his actions. Says, I'm extremely embarrassed by my actions. I'm looking forward to getting things back on track and doing every, everything to help this team win. I think people make mistakes. I made another mistake. Uh, says, the incident was in the suspension were the latest rough patch for Harvey this year. He has a 5.14 ERA. See, this is what I'm getting at. Maybe he doesn't want to pitch in that pressure cooker. He's got a 5.14 ERA. That is... That is, your seat isn't just hot. You ain't sitting down unless you want to fucking burn your polyester uniform to your asshole hot in New York. Right, exactly. And in New York, that shit ain't going to fly. So he went on to say, I understand that every way you look at the situation is completely my fault. That's the only thing I can do, and that's, there's only one thing I can do, and that's apologize and sincerely mean that. It's obviously been an ideal, it hasn't been an ideal three days for me or for anybody. And the last thing I ever want to do again is put me or this team in this type of situation. So I guess if you're the Mets, it all boils down to, are you buying his fucking, his statement? Not and at all. Here's And here's the fucked up part. Here's the really fucked up part about life in modern times for us. He could mean every word of that statement, but that statement, we all know he didn't write that shit. Someone wrote it for him, handed it to him, told him how to look when he read it. Be as contrite as possible. Go out there, say your piece, say no questions, get up and walk out of the press conference. I guarantee you it's probably what he did. And now he could mean every word, or he could not mean every word. In the court of public opinion, what'd you just say, Earl? Not, not at, at all. all. There you go. So... To me, if I'm an athlete, I need to understand that I need to stop a situation and head it off at the pass before it gets to the point where I'm reading a statement. So That's what I'm saying. He was just around the wrong friends. Look, either you're late or you're not late. How can you be more late? <laughs> I, look, and I'm late. in there, you've had the wrong drink or the wrong substance at the wrong time. A friend comes along and says some shit like that. It makes sense at that point in time. Oh, oh, I believe me. I've I've been on both sides of that conversation, and yeah, made poor decisions both times and made good decisions both times. But still, you're a professional athlete. You play for a New York team. The spotlight is on you. The only way it could be more on you is if you played for the team in the American League in New York. That's it. That's the only way the spotlight could be worse on you. Oh, no doubt. If he was a royal. Oh, wouldn't even thought about it, guys. We okay. We we all hail from Detroit. We have our star player, the best player to play for this team since probably the '80s. Miguel Cabrera had an incident where he blew something like what a point three seven, and and yeah. the GM of the team went and picked him up from the police station in the drunk tank, and he was so hungover he couldn't even play the next day which ended up getting us to game 163, which we lost, and he was forgiven. If he'd have pulled that shit in New York, that would have been the end of his career in New York. He is still beloved here. Well, yeah, Even it's too, Detroit. Remember his incident in the offseason where he was kind of doing do-you-know-who-I-am thing down in uh, South America? 
Yeah. <laughs> he's Mexican. He's going to drink. What do you want from him? He's Stop it. Mexican. He's Hispanic. Oh, okay. He's not, whatever. He's not from Mexico. I, yeah, yeah. I think he's what either Venezuelan or Dominican Republic. Yeah. The motherfucker is Latino. Man, he's going to drink. Look, as my buddy said back in high school in Florida. All right, when I said, "Where are you from?" and he said, "I'm Latino." And our other buddy goes, so you're Mexican? And he goes, no, I'm not Mexican. I'm from Puerto Rico. He goes, but really, we're just tropical Mexicans anyways. And I was like, okay, well, fair enough. You know, whatever. But the point is, is that he got drunk. He showed his ass the night before a very important game, which actually, now that I think about it, he might have played. I think he went 0 for 5 or 0 for 4 if he did. I can't I. There was a rough point in my life. I can't remember clearly everything, but I do know that he was pretty much forgiven for that. And they've even kind of, the, the Tigers have kind of spun the story into whenever they do in, in-house celebrations, like when they've won a pennant or they've won a playoff series, they don't even, they use non-alcoholic champagne in the locker room out of respect to him because apparently he's in some form of recovery. So they took... I mean, what I'm getting at is that Detroit took a negative and, and spun it into a somewhat positive story. In New York, there's no reason to do that. In New York, they just want the salacious headlines. They want, so you're they saying see, he actually has a beer gut? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, what I'm saying is, is that Harvey pulls this shit in Detroit, in Kansas City, in Colorado. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's not a national. I mean, it's a story, but it's not dominating the headlines the minute you click MLB on any sports network's website. No, because at this point, people are like, "Oh, look, another major league baseball player just kind of lost his job. That sucks." Moving on. But I mean, I will say this: his agent is Scott Boris. So, if you know anything about sports agents, you know what that means. He's got the fucking shark, the head shark in the ocean of sports agents. And if his con, and if it, the Mets say no, too little, too late. You're not, you're not showing us anything. You, when your contract's done, you're out of here. He has to, he has to repackage himself as a totally different guy when he's shopping himself around as a free agent. Uh, either that, or he's just an asshole, and he's gonna, cl- he's gonna go for whoever offers him the most money, and he just doesn't give a shit. Like what Kaepernick's trying to do and failing miserably, at and just go golfing. <laughs> Well, I mean, dude, these guys, I don't know if they live in a bubble so much that they don't understand that their perception of them will also play a large role. Not as large of a role as their fucking stats, but a large role in whether they get signed and where they get offers from. I mean, teams who are right there looking at our next step to move forward is a World Series. They don't want to. They they don't care how good you are. Most of them don't care how good you are if you're going to walk in and it's, it's going to be like throwing a hand grenade in the middle of the fucking franchise. They'll take a pass on you and they'll sign the guy whose maybe stats maybe aren't as impressive, but is a lot more stable. And I'm sorry, but with an ERA over five, his stats aren't setting the world on fire at the moment either. You are not worth your asking price, sir. Yes, now is not the time to be walking around showing your ass. Now is the time to be fucking walking the line and playing good little soldier. You know, you say all that, and not to take away from Matt Harvey or the Mets, but the Cubs have kind of been shit in the bed lately. You know, they were the strong powerhouses of a team with, you know, 
small pieces of a hole. Yeah, they're one game out. Learn to fact check ice, like, man. Meh, uh, fact <laughs> check. They're one game out. I wouldn't hit the panic button yet. Yeah, but I'm, it's not about hitting the panic button, but they're losing to people like the Colorado Rockies. It's 162 games, man. Yeah, but the Rockies, the Rockies are in first are in place. First in place. They're 20 and 12. Yeah. See my point? Okay. What, see the point? They're losing what? They're losing first place team? <laughs> like, that's a... But they were they were built up to be this small pieces of a hole, and they were the shit, and look how they broke the streak, won the World Series, and then they come out, and they're like, eh, not this year. No. We're just going to hold off. Yeah, but how many teams have World Series hangovers? True. I mean, how many teams that have, have, have made amazing feats in the postseason? Like 2004 Boston Red Sox. They didn't go to the series in 2005. It was the White Sox against Houston. I mean, but boom, three years later, they won another World Series. I mean, it's. I didn't expect the Cubs to go back-to-back World Championships. Sorry, Cubs. You got to wait a few more years. I, well, I mean. Dude, it's May. It's May and they're one game out. Come on now. This shit just started. They're one game out. There can be many multiple and historical collapses, rises, and falls between now and the end of September, son. Got a lot of baseball to play before we're starting to declare anything. I'm no, just saying, you need to start setting a trend. No, no it should. What well, is alarming, they're 7-9 at Wrigley. That is alarming. But you don't want to play them on the road. They're they're nine and six. Their last fifteen. So, huh. but I'm just saying, man, it's a lot of baseball to play. They're one game out. Come on, come on! I got to get a drop of someone saying, "Come on, man!" <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but you just get just get someone going. Come on, man! And then we'll, what we'll do is we'll we'll isolate between "come on" and "man," so it'll re, it'll go. Come on, Ice Man! You know what I'm saying? Oh, there you we'll, go. We'll, we'll get it in there. <laughs> But if you want to talk, okay, if you want to talk about, I brought this up a few weeks ago, just in passing, but you want to talk about how far a once mighty player in the league has fallen. Ryan fucking Howard got released from a triple A contract by the Braves the other day. Whoops. Wasn't that guy on uh, the show like five years ago? Not even? Dude, he was MVP of the fucking league. I mean, basically... uh, Led the baseball renaissance in Philly. I mean, uh, it, dude, it was there for what fourteen years? Well, he is. He he's thir- he's my age. Well, he's younger than me now. Yeah, I mean, he's, I got to run down to his career. The highlight. same year as me, nineteen seventy nine. You know, I got to run down of his highlights. You know, won the series in two thousand eight, three time All Star, two thousand six MVP, two thousand six Slugger Award, National League Championship Series MVP in two thousand nine. Led the league in home runs and RBIs. Well, home runs twice, RBIs three times. Rookie of the year. I mean, dude, this is... Like, homeboy fell off. He fell off quick. The good news is you're fired. I mean, I, I made a goof about it. I was like, well, you know, the Braves are the Braves because we were talking about the standings. I'm like, you know, they're so hard up. They fucking signed Ryan Howard to a contract trying to put asses in the seats. He didn't even make it above the AAA level. Well, has uh, is, is, uh, Ryan Howard ever been in the same conversation as uh, our, our three favorite letters? PDs? Talking about baseball, yeah. I, you know... <sighs> Is he one of those guys that maybe quit when some people close to him got popped and then maybe you can start looking at the decline of his stats? That kind of reminds me of Albert Pujols. 
like he never got caught, but enough people close to him got caught to where he stopped, and then all of a sudden he's a different player. Uh, you know, this That's is the very definition that, of Albert Pujols. <laughs> this is some. This is something that happened just recently, and I didn't. I, I didn't realize, but yeah. In response to your question, uh, in 2016, he filed a lawsuit against Al Jazeera for that whole fucking. Um, documentary they put out about doping in sports and shit and basically him and uh, Ryan Zimmerman with a handful of others were implicated in a documentary to be using steroids and HGH but I mean for him to file a suit against him I mean hey Zimmerman's the best first baseman in the league right now you know as far as I know you don't if 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 they're making allegations which can easily be proved true. You don't want to file a defamation lawsuit because they're going to p- bring that out in court. So, I, you know, who knows? Once again, that goes back to what we've talked about, though. All right, I just watched the other day uh, the 10th inning of the, uh, uh, um, the documentary, the baseball documentary by Ken Burns, and it covered everything from right before the 94 strike to you know, a couple of years ago. And one of the things they brought up, obviously, was steroid and PED use. And, I mean, there was a lot of talk in there that made a lot of sense to me that I didn't think was rationalizing why guys chose to use fucking steroids, but definitely lets you understand the mindset of someone who would, which was they've done everything in their power to get to where they're at. All right, and now they are in the playing with the best of the best in the world, and some of those best of the best are giving themselves an unfair advantage. So why the fuck wouldn't they also to, to level the playing field? I mean, at a certain point, if more people are doing it than not, then you are willingly playing at a disadvantage not to fucking take PEDs. Got to keep that edge, right? Isn't that the mindset? That is the mindset, and you're going to tell me that you're going to tell me baseball, which is a history of guys corking bats to get to shave t- uh, hundreds of a second off of their swing to get more power, just to give them faster bat speed. Guys are willing to do that. Guys are willing to put fucking Vaseline, spit, snot, whatever they can on a ball to get it to break differently. Teams stealing signs from each other. The the shot heard around the world. The Giants went independent. The Giants went independent. It's been confirmed by multiple sources that the Giants were stealing signs when they when he hit that home run. He knew exactly what pitch was coming and where it was coming on the plate because they were stealing signs. I mean, this is it's the nature of baseball, really. I mean, baseball you literally you can steal a base in baseball and it's legal. I mean, it it's almost like cheating is. If not encouraged, at least turn a blind eye towards a lot of times. So, I don't know. But, yeah, he fell off quick, and it is suspicious, and it sucks because there's a whole generation of players. We're coming to the end of them, I really believe. Unless there's a renaissance in undetectable PEDs going on that we don't know about yet. But I really think it, he's he's the last group of players from... That 20-year period in baseball where any time they start to have a decline, people start going, yep, he's off of the shit because he didn't want to get caught. You know, that's it's a guy, the generation that's always going to have the little whispers going that's around a guy, with their names. 
And see, that's a goddamn shame because it's just, look at guys like Ken Griffey Jr., never jammed up with steroids, no accusations, had one of the most beautiful fucking swings I've ever seen on a baseball player. I mean, that swing is fucking, is perfect. If you're going to teach someone how to swing a bat, you're going to show them Ken Griffey Jr. Yet, when he dropped oh, off, he, he, was dropped juicing. The, he dropped the fuck off. See, this is what I'm talking about, man. So fuck it, dude. You know what you do? You do exactly what you do with the, what you did when you talk about the dead ball era. You call it the steroid era. You put it in the Hall of Fame as that, and you give everyone who cheated in that, that period a pass, and you call it a day. Because you have no proof that he's that he's juicing. Never was there fucking half the rumble oh, about no, him no, no, that there no. was other players. That was a joke, dude. I, I think not at all. Not even a little bit. Oh, I thought you were being dead serious. I'm like, dude. No. Not Griffey. If he is, good on you for hiding that shit real well. Because he didn't bulk up. He didn't change. There's nothing he, about Ken Griffey that changed. And he always fought injury and fought to come back from injury. So if he was pumping himself full of HGH to recover quicker, it wasn't working. Which to me, I, he seems like the type of person intelligent enough to go, I might try it, but if it doesn't work, I'm not going to continue to do it. It makes no sense. Wasn't he drinking that stuff that gave him gigantism anyways on The Simpsons? His head got all big. I thought that was like Doc Gooden or Daryl Strawberry or somebody. Ah. Talking baseball. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but, uh... How about the, the MLB Central, or the, the, the AL Central? It's still anybody's fucking game, man. You know what? Okay, I've I, I, we've kind of talked about this. I, I, I really think, as sports fans, we need to start correcting this fucking bullshit narrative that has been going on for the last 15 years about the AL Central, about it being the worst division in baseball. It's competitive as a motherfucker. Do you, do you really want to go back and look at how many teams in this division in the last, what, 12 years have been either in the World Series or won one? Yeah, no shit. Everybody but the Twins, right? Exactly. You got the Royals twice, the Sox won one, the Tigers twice, and the Indians once. You have, uh, you yeah, so you have what? That's one, two, three, four, five, six, six out of fifty percent of the last twelve years. It's been a team out of the AL Central in the World Series. Yet every goddamn year, these talking heads get on TV and start talking about it's the weakest division in baseball. How is it the weakest division then? I think it's what Chris said. It's competitive. It gives it the appearance of being weak because fucking teams are feasting on each other in that division. Yeah, three of them are tied, dude. Except for the Royals, the Sox are only one and a half games back. Well, I mean, that's it. The T Grays. It's not like in the West where it's already over. Houston's six games up. Well, I mean, dude. Uh, I know it's May, but you know what I'm saying. Like that, there's, there's a considerable gap. Six games versus uh, a game and a half separates uh, fourth and first in the Central. Well, fuck. NL East is eight, eight to seven, seven to eight games back out of first. The yeah. Nationals have that shit going on lock. Yeah, but also the, now that's garbage division because that's a terrible division. In the NL terrible. East, sub five hundred gets you second place. That is a garbage division. That is the worst league in baseball at the moment. At the time we are recording this, May ninth, twenty seventeen. I mean, and dude, you know, AL East, Jays ten games out. I I was not expecting that. I I mean, I was expecting. I, I said that a few weeks ago. I was expecting the Blue Jays to be a little bit more competitive. In that league, I mean, it's the Yankees and the Orioles and everyone else. Which is, 
which is very strange because it hasn't been that way for a real goddamn long time, really. It's, you know, you've had the Rays up at the top, the Jays up at the top, obviously the Yankees and the Red Sox. Orioles have always kind of been like, you know, the fifth wheel. Mm-hmm. And now they're getting competitive. And, of course, like, you know, we talked about a couple episodes ago, you got all the, con- the controversy coming out of Baltimore and shit, and I still maintain... Even if even if the even if racial epithets were 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 hurled at people, okay, how much of this is a little bit of gamesmanship? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because it's always once again it's baseball; it's always there. What about the NL Central? Quietly, maybe the best division in baseball. Three and a half games separate last place and first place. That's where the Cubs are. Well, I still uh, believe it's going. I still believe it's going to come down between the Cardinals and the Cubs for that division. Reds are just one of them teams that just kind of bounce around between the bottom and the in the, the middle usually. And it seems like they bounced a little bit high at this point part of the season. Uh, Pirates, we've talked about their plight. You know, they got a fucking player out for eighty games that they need in their lineup on a day to day basis. The Pirates could be fighting back and forth at the Mets for second place in the NL East with their record. I mean, I'm saying it might be this a competitive division. We'll see. That's all over for the Cubs, according to the Iceman. <laughs> I did not say it was all yeah. over. I just said they were shit in the bed recently. Five whole weeks into the season. <laughs> Are you calling it? What the hell? <laughs> Are you calling it? Can we, can we write this down? <laughs> I am not saying it's over for the Cubs. I'm just saying they were shit in the bed. They were supposed well, we're, to be coming out like a powerhouse, what, and they're coming out like limping. Shitting the bed would be 20 games out. Yeah, you know, okay, look. Where's your bar it's, for shitting the bed? It's it's nice that the Cubs are, it's nice that the Cubs won the World Series last, last year as a non-Cubs fan. You know, it's if it ain't going to be my team, might as well be a team that's going to maybe draw in some new fans, capture the imagination of some younger kids who maybe weren't into baseball and are like, oh, shit, yeah, that's cool. All right, but I mean, if you really look at the standings all around the league, we're right back to where we've been so many times in our lifetime and in the history of MLB, which is the Yankees having the best winning percentage and being on top of the entire league. And isn't that isn't that's one of the things that that, that one of the writers that they interviewed in that baseball documentary said: all is right with the world when the Yankees are on top of the league. And they lose. That's what makes it, that. That's, that means everything's right in the baseball world. I mean, the Cubs. Do we really expect the Cubs to go on like a fucking tear like the, the the late '90s Yankees did? I mean, honestly, I understand we all, you know, Theo Epstein did, does an excellent job. Did did an excellent job, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But even the Red Sox, they weren't winning back to back World Series like that fucking Yankees team was. I mean, this is the league isn't set up for them to do that anymore. So. I don't know. Told you this last week. Don't plan the funeral before the body dies, Earl. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Weren't we calling uh, LeBron? Or, I'm sorry. Weren't you calling LeBron done back in like March, late February? Now the man is on tear. I think, I think if I remember correctly, um, when LeBron His team got is dra- on a tear. When LeBron got drafted, Earl actually called me and said, oh, this motherfucker's career is over. So <laughs> that conversation that. never happened. <laughs> Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny the existence of a phone call to Rich. <laughs> Don't be such a killjoy. Come on. 
<laughs> roll with the flow, sir. Roll with the flow. That that call happened. Shut up. Ah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, uh, it's got to tell you something. We're five weeks into this into the season, and we're sitting here talking about a pitcher who basically pulled a Johnny Manziel and said, "I'd rather party and golf than fucking go to my job." Yeah, the problem is he thought he was Gronk and found out he was Johnny. Sorry, dude. Yeah, yeah but Gronk's, Gronk's like that fucking that dude who has like the, the, the constitution of a war horse who goes out and drinks like two-fifths of Jack Daniels on a fucking Thursday night and shows up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and still excels at his job Friday morning. Hey, Jay, don't, don't fucking put Matt Harvey in with Johnny, all right? Matt Harvey at least had some success at the professional level. Where's Mansell? Not so much. Okay, so his best... Paid, Harvey won a World Series, correct? As, no. No, Mets didn't win a World Series. Oh, no, they went two. Damn it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, no, he blew game five against the Royals. His, contract, right. his contract was he, was he had a he had an innings limit, and the manager come out to take him out, and he refused to come out. And he actually went against Scott Boris by staying in the game. And that's where I'm like, you know... He's he he's burning bridges all over the place. You have the biggest shark of a, of an agent in sports as your agent, who is going to maximize your talent for the maximum amount of dollar. You go against what the contract he negotiated. You end up blowing that game. On top of that, instead of being the hero, you end up being the scapegoat. And then you haven't really done shit since then. Then you pull this. Not a good look, man. Not a good look. Just like you, Chris, I've been in management positions, and I, I've seen people, and it's like, dude, are you begging me to fire you? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're doing? Like, are you almost daring me to do it? You're forcing my hand, sir, or ma'am. Like, like dude, I've, I've been on both sides of that conversation where you sit down and you look at someone and go, look, man, I like you. When you're here, you work good. You're a good worker, blah, blah, blah. But, bro, I can't have you fucking showing up, you know, when you feel like it. I, this just ain't going to work. Yeah. So, sorry, man. You know, I, that's a fun combo. You know, and, and you really, and you genuinely have nothing against the guy. He's not an asshole. He's not a shit starter. He does his job when he's there, or she does. It's just, look, if you can't get to work, that's an issue. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is, this is this is not a world of we're working we're, we're we're paying minimum wage and you're struggling to get forty hours. So if your car breaks down, you might not be able to get to work because you can't get a ride. These are millionaires. There should have been if he was if he was literally calling in sick, there should have been no question to the Mets because he has the money to make sure there's no question to the Mets he's not going to be there. Like that he is legit. Athlete, can you call in sick? I mean, yeah, if you're legitimately yeah. sick. I mean, if dude, if you if you. If you get like walking pneumonia and your lung collapses, they can't say you have to be at the ballpark and sit on the in, on the bench. Yeah, how many times have we heard so and so is uh, scratched tonight because he's got the flu or whatever? You know, yeah, that shit happens all the time. But this mother, I'm telling you, this is a move. This is junk. This is a person who does not want to be there. He wants to give the organization some rope so he can, he can not be a New York Met anymore. He wants to look like Aaron Hernandez. We got you. Stay tuned. Oh, Aaron, hey, we might as well talk about it, right? It's the big news today, supposedly. His his uh, murder conviction has been, uh, what, vacated? Yep, it's yes. been thrown out. I don't, I, oh, oh man. It's I a, mean, I'll bullshit aside, to... I'll skid aside. 
I can't. I just can't. That is the stupidest fucking law I've ever heard of in my life. Earl, it's like a tax loophole. It's something that I guarantee you people that live in Massachusetts didn't know. Most people that live there didn't know about that fucking that loophole in the law. He probably had a good lawyer. This makes me think if he went to his lawyer, he's like, look, is there any way I can this make guy. sure my, my kid gets that money that's coming to her? And his lawyer was like, well, there's a loophole, but you ain't going to like the outcome. I honestly wonder if that's a conversation that happened. And, because, and due, to, due to lawyer-client privilege, we'll never know. We can't compel his lawyer to testify. So... I mean, but we I all, mean, just because of the loophole, we all know we did it. I mean, it, it doesn't change the fact it was <laughs> he was convicted of it. Because exactly. of the loophole, they got to vacate it. Okay, and we also live in a world where OJ walked free in 1995, and until he went to prison over the shit that happened in Vegas, everywhere he went, people yelled out murderer at him and treated him like a pariah. Yeah. All right. I wonder if he found the real killers while he's in prison. He's in the system. Gives yeah. <laughs> you closer to the ground. Yeah, he found a real killer. He probably he has to shave every once in a while, so he's right. got to look in the mirror, you know. But I mean, dude, it's just <laughs> look. We went through. We went over this. I still maintain this. If he did it with some hope of I fucked my life up, but there's no reason for my kid not to have the the best fucking start in life she can get, and the best start in life she can get is if I kill myself, this conviction gets vacated, and they come through with money for her from some of my guaranteed money. Yeah, he was a complete he was a complete scumbag of a human being, a horrible person. But you know what? He did the, he did he did one thing right. He did the right thing and fucking try and take care of his kid by any means necessary. Now that doesn't that doesn't excuse or forgive anything else he ever did, but. I mean, that's just how I feel about situation. I, I, I can't get there with you, Rich. So, I understand what you're saying. Therapy now. For this why should his kids suffer? Why should his kids suffer? I, I get where you're going. I, I get how you get there. I just can't go with you. If he wanted to take care of that kid, he should have thought about that before he killed that man. Sorry, my friend. I'm right there with you on that. Okay, but there's there's moments of clarity that some people don't have until they're fucking staring right over the edge of the cliff and go, oh, shit. And all signs point to him being a fucking case book, I mean, textbook case of a sociopath. Which no, means... Well, I, I get, no, I get all of that. Which means if he... Time. Hold on. Which means, just let me finish. Which means if he stopped even for a second to consider what he was doing and how it was going to affect his daughter, means he had a moment of humanity that is very rare in those type of people. Are you... Are you going to go? I thought you had something to say. I do. I was waiting until you were completely done because I, can't, oh, no, I, I understand done. what you were saying. I totally get it. And you want a good on him for taking care of his kid. I got all of that. I can't get there. Because now instead of the people that lost the guy he killed getting to see him die by some corporal punishment or capital punishment, which is an Massachusetts, I got it, but still, robbed him of the death. And now that he's dead... They robbed him of the conviction of killing the man. So, I mean, good on you for taking care of your kid, but you've done fucked up this other family so horribly that that one generous move of giving your life to help your daughter means absolutely fuck all to me. 
I think it's shitty that he now gets to be painted as, in some way, some kind of shitty martyr. That's what bothers me. I can't. No. I, you're not a good to father. Killing yourself to take care of your daughter doesn't get it for me. You, you have completely destroyed another person's family. The fact that your daughter gets to reap the rewards of, of your NFL contract means absolutely fuck all to me. Yeah, Odin Lloyd's kids don't get Odin Lloyd to take care of them. If he had any kids. I mean, it's just a, di- just a difference mean, now. What's that mean for a lawsuit against it? Like, can they not sue the daughter or the court for for any part of the retribution for him killing it? Their their you know family member because there's no conviction. I don't know, dude. Some states, some states, I believe New York's one, Florida's another. I think I'm not sure. No, Florida, Florida, they can't go after your pension. Like, so if his family sued his estate, if he for if his daughter was getting his pension. Or his social security until he was until she was of whatever age they couldn't they couldn't go after that in New York I don't think you can I think it's the son of Sam law you can't profit off of your crimes whatsoever and any profit you do make goes to the, the victims of the family or the families of the victims now that's you know there's my very rudimentary I watched too much law and order fucking understanding of how that shit works. And I and, and and just as you guys go, man, I know where you're coming from. We can't get behind it. I know where you guys are coming from. I just don't see it that way. I mean, I understand people being upset and going, "Well, fuck it. Why should his daughter get anything?" My question is, why shouldn't his daughter not? Why should his daughter get nothing? His daughter didn't do anything. Yeah, I'm dude. talking about. I'm not talking about keeping his wife in fucking Manolo blocks and fucking coach purses or whatever the fucking hot shit is at the moment. I'm talking about. His daughter having a chance to get because let's be honest, I'm pretty sure if I'm pretty sure that the the person who Aaron Hernandez picked to breed with, considering that she's been accused of lying on the stand to try to protect his ass, probably isn't the best role model on this fucking planet. All right, so this kid's probably already starting with 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 one real one confirmed walking fucking cum dumpster of 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 a parent Hernandez. And has got another one who's at very least a dishonest fucking opportunist as a mother. Earl what man, do you think, we what do you re- think that kid's come out as? We got to remember the X factor in this whole thing is Rich has made people you and I have not. So Rich sees this from an angle you and I totally cannot see it from. I'll cop to that one. I'm, I'm sorry. His daughter has a life lesson. That's what you get. And that's all you get. That's what she, she didn't do nothing. But she has a I, life lesson. She didn't life do nothing sucks. but be born to a shithead. That's right. You're born to shit. But she didn't people. do nothing. She didn't do nothing but be born to someone no. who sucked. No. Come on, man. Nope. You kid, were born to shitty people that did shitty nothing. things. Kid didn't do nothing but be born to shitty people. Learn how to survive in this world. Wow. You have some I mean, great life lessons going forward. Damn. Learn from them and go. That's cold-blooded, I mean, son. I mean, look, I understand he's all on the sins of the father and need to be fucking paid for by the by the son and all that shit. And that's fine. But here's what I want to make crystal clear what I'm saying also. I'm not saying anybody should go out of their way to make sure his daughter gets fucking this money put in a trust or whatever the fuck. All right? What I'm saying is, is if it is ruled that a contract that was signed 
has to be followed by a court of law, then yeah, put the money in a trust for his fucking daughter, whatever the fuck. I'm not saying there needs to be special set-asides. I'm not saying the Kraft family or the Patriots need to go, you know, we're going to put money in a fund for her even though we don't have to because we feel sorry for her because her dad was a murderer. That's not what I'm saying. I'll go this route. If you want to go that route, this is the only way I can get with you. Split it 50-50. Give his daughter half, give the victim's family half. That's the only way I can get with it. I'd be on board with that. Now, Now here's the problem. He was convicted and he was acquitted. And then his conviction was vacated. Yeah. So what did we? Yeah. What are you giving? You, you could. So argue, what are you giving Odin Lloyd's family money for? So if he's if they're going to give money to the family based on the conviction that was vacated, the, fa- the family of the people that he was acquitted of killing are going to throw a shit fit. But they really have no legal leg to stand on because he wasn't convicted of that mur- those murders. All right. Bottom line, he was convicted by a jury of his peers of these murders of or of this murder of this person. Yeah. Give that person's family. Some compensation, some restitution, whatever it's called. But if you, but if he wasn't convicted, that's a big old shit sandwich for them to eat and people to go. Life isn't fair. Here's some life lessons for you. And that's a shitty fucking thing. Personally, I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a whole lot of shit sandwiches for everybody to eat. I don't think the Patriots are coming up off of any money. His estate, they claim complete poverty when he died. All right, the lawyers are going to carve up whatever fucking money they can find because you know. That those weren't cheap lawyers. We're not talking no fucking better call Saul specials here. All right. You know those guys are charging at least four figures an hour, plus whatever they charge to have on retainer. Nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Believe me, I've seen I've seen money, I've seen way less money at stake that lawyers have went to war over of people of dead people's estates. So yeah, I mean, if it turns out there's millions at stake here, this shit's gonna be like the fucking one of those one of those court cases that could go on for years and years and years and years. And by the time it's over with, and the court fees and the lawyers are paid off, there's nothing for nobody. Which, let's be honest, that's what keeps the legal system going. Kid gets an Aaron Hernandez rookie card in his 18th birthday. There you go. <laughs> right. Very much. Well, anyways, I just also wanted to say real quick before we get off baseball and move on to hockey, I'd like to say uh, R.I.P. to Tampa Bay Buccaneers 2017 season. Um, if, I was, if I was a drinking man, I'd, I'd pour some out for what might have been. But, you know, they got they got uh, ordered to volunteer for hard knocks. and Ordered to volunteer. You know, uh Pretty much any team that goes on hard knocks doesn't do shit the year they're on there. So call it superstition. I'm just going by the odds of it. I'm just going to say, okay, yeah. There has never been an exception. I think teams have made the playoffs. I don't think they've done shit. No one's definitely fucking mm-hmm. made a deep run. No one's made it to the Super Bowl. That's for damn sure. And the first, the first hard knocks was. Uh, the Ravens a year after they won the Super Bowl. Shit, the Cowboys been on it two or three times. There you go. Is, is hard knocks. Cincinnati Bengals, Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs, New York Jets, Miami Dolphins, Houston Texans. Any of these teams done anything in the last fifteen years? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Negative. 
So, whoops. Hey, is, 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 is Hard Knocks the new Madden cover? Is that one of the things when you get noticed? You're like, no! Yeah, there's, I know there's, there's the Madden. Hillis? You talked about the Great White Hope earlier. Remember that guy? Yeah. But the Madden cover is a jinx that, that, that people believe in. And then there's the SI cover. And I can't remember if that's either basketball or, or football, but... I remember there was a supposed, you know, SI cover jinx. I was like, okay. I don't really believe in jinxes. I just believe it's probably a huge fucking distraction. You have, you have, because we're not talking, this is two or three guys with, you know, handheld cameras recording. These are full-on camera crews recording every aspect. Players are mic'd up. Players understand that they're fighting for airtime to, to get their brand up. You know, not all players. There's going to be some players are going to get distracted by that, and you get just enough players distracted by the bright lights and shit, and the lure of of, of upping their Q rating, and the next thing you fucking know, you got a team who's distracted and they're having a sub you know 500 season. So well, it would have been nice to make the playoffs this year, though. But I guess I can wait another year. <laughs> At least the doctor said my liver and, and and kidneys are in good good working shape, so I should make it. Based on those two organs for the next two years at least. <laughs> but anyways, so we saved hockey for last again. And uh, yeah, Jesus fucking Christ, am I eating some fucking humble pie real bad. Uh, this playoff year is exciting. Everybody's eating humble pie. I got to say this, man. I definitely underestimated that Penguins team without Crosby. I really did. And I don't know why I did, because I made an argument that I think Malkin's a better all-around player than Crosby. Um, so why his absence, I would think that they would fucking fold. I don't know. But I just did, I didn't think that they were going to put up the fight they did. Now, I realized that as of recording today, it went to Game 7. But that first game without Crosby... That was a statement game that they had to they had to win that game. They had to make that statement and they did. So I mean it's just There's a lot of statements being made. Oh, Nashville yeah. is all kinds of for real. Yeah. No, I made short work of your blues are nice man. Oh dude, fucking Heck Arena is making short work of everybody. I'm telling you, I this is this is just my feelings. I, this is what I believe. He is he is the Jaguar of this season. He is the Van Beesbrook of this season. He's stealing them a cup. Is that what you're saying? No, because neither of those guys won the cup, but they made uh. it to the finals. But they also were playing out of their goddamn fucking minds. I mean, look, I I said Lundqvist could win you a series. They did. They beat the Canadians. Okay, but. Lundqvist is a 35-year-old goalie who has flashes of brilliance. And, Ottawa and sometimes still, he just has flashes. And what the fuck was that? That's puck. Yeah, oh. Exactly. And Ottawa's leading the series 3-2 as of today. Yes. I mean, as, I mean, as, this is all there is to it. So, Man, I want to see, see the Oilers come out of that series, man. I, I do, too. Whoa. I do, too. That's a fucking team that took that fucking loss 
that by giving up three goals in the last, what was it? They took that to heart. <laughs> three minutes of the game and then lost in overtime and said, oh, we got something for that ass. I'm Come back 7-1. to one. For an Edmonton-Washington final, but probably not going to Yeah, Those are both 3-3 series, so. Well, this this prediction will mean nothing by the time this is posted, but I know I picked the Capitals to represent the East in the, in the Cup Finals. Uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. Now that I've now that I've seen how Pittsburgh is 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 the what they're willing to do and how they're willing to play and what they're capable of, I just I I don't see it happening. And it, it, I mean, it fucks me up because I would love Ovechkin and the Capitals to just fucking cruise on into the Cup Finals past the Penguins. Well, you know, Ovechkin got demoted from the first line to the third line, right? Yeah, and I also know Ovechkin came out after that 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 loss, the first game without Crosby, and said, "We I played like absolute shit. It's on me. It's my fault." He didn't get up there and fucking run his team down. He got up there and said he played like shit. He needs to play better. Right, and then the and next he, game, the first line scored two goals, and him himself on the third scored a goal. That's what I'm saying. He went out there and did what he fucking said he needed to do. I mean, that's it's. Whew, I hate to say it. But it's been it's been a good it's been a good playoffs and as much as I was resistant to how they reseeded teams in the playoffs, it's looking to be like okay, you know if the, if the third round is better than this round, then holy fucking shit, dude! I mean we're looking at like a legendary year of playoffs. So the one thing I will say though, I do not want the Ducks any going any farther. I want Edmonton, I want Nashville, and to be honest with you, I want Edmonton to just fucking shit all over Nashville. First, everybody. I just, I know, I know the Wings are in the East now. I know they're four two. I know they're no longer in the same division as Nashville. Nashville was a pain in the ass team for the Wings for for no good reason. It was like, it's it's like how I feel about the about the Royals and the Detroit Tigers. How many times have the Tigers been tripped up by the Royals who do absolutely fucking nothing? And I'm like, really? No other team's nemesis is the Royals. That's how pathetic the Tigers are. Like seriously, that's the team that's going to trip you up by winning and bumping you into the wild card spot instead of fucking winning the division. So yeah, I, Edmonton all the way. I do have to say, some of the fucking calls. Oh my fucking god, dude! That high sticking call. Some of the calls, that game, dude. That high sticking. That first of all, I must say this: everybody on the on the Penguins and the Capitals has a career in used car sales after they get done with the NHL. Because these motherfuckers are some of the best salesmen about a bunch of bullshit I've ever seen in my life. I can't believe the fucking diving and faking that's going on on the ice it's embarrassing to watch that call with like what a little over two minutes left on on the capitals for a high stick i can't remember the fucking penguins player name it didn't even hit his face it hit his fucking shoulder pad and he pulled his best reggie miller grabbed his face and fell back like he just got two-handed chopped in the face and it worked he got the call i mean i i couldn't believe that dude that that they need to do something about that. They need to they need to put a diving rule in there to where if you if you try to sell a fucking penalty that was not committed against you or you're taking a dive, you don't just get a two you don't just get a two minute power play. You get a two minute power play where you can score as many times as you can score within two minutes. That's how that's how strict that punishment needs to be because there's way too much goddamn diving in the fucking 
in the playoffs, in my opinion. Way too much. And if the refs aren't intelligent enough to see it and pick it out, or they're too fucking arrogant to review their own games and see where they fucked up and adjust their fucking calls for the next game, then then it's up to the league to make the rules and say, we're not going to have this shit. We're not going to be soccer. We're not going to have a motherfucker breathe in your direction and you fall down crying like you just got a fucking 50 cal to the kneecap. It's not happening. Well, they got dive penalties, don't they? How often do you see it? And and it, I mean, dude, it's the same fucking thing as it's the same. I don't even be honest with you. I don't know if the NHL has dive penalties anymore. I don't think they used to because they didn't need them. Because it was real simple. If you were taking dives out there, someone was going to clean your fucking clock. You couldn't be that big of a bitch out there. You had to answer for it. Now there's yeah. Well, now, nobody stopped Sidney Crosby. For, oh, never mind. Yeah, and that's yeah. Well, I mean, we <laughs> talked about it. We talked about it last week, but you know, I, once again, I, I find it amazing the, the the hockey fans that I deal with expect me to have sympathy for Sidney Crosby, and I'm like, really, really, for all the dirty shit he does and all the fucking dives he takes, you expect me to have some sympathy for him? Come on, dude. No, <laughs> no, I not not in a million fucking years, man. Not in a million fucking years. But yeah, I mean, right now, I, I will say this. The NHL is praying one thing doesn't fucking happen. And they're ha- they're hoping it's not an Ottawa fucking Edmonton <laughs> Cup Finals. Yep. That is the one thing that ad execs are like, come on. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Yeah. The, the, I will say this. I guarantee you there are some fucking people in the NHL who are thinking, thank God if Ottawa's going to make it to the third round, they played the Rangers on the way through. Because maybe that'll get some... Obviously, they're playing a New York team. Maybe that'll get some spotlight shown on them, and they'll become the little team that could. But I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. Rangers fans are Rangers fans. Or Rangers! As I heard the Rangers! Of Rangers! They're going to Rangers game. Going to fucking Rangers game. It's going to be wicked awesome. Yeah. No, that's... That's awesome. They're done, bro. Yeah, but they don't want a Canadian final, man. They're just hoping. They're open. I mean, what's what's best case scenario media market wise? New York versus Anaheim, right? I mean, that's New York, L.A. Well, one of the you know, I, I did hear a very interesting take on the state of the NHL at the moment, and I didn't really think think about it like this. A lot of the, you know, a lot of the best young players in the NHL aren't in the Eastern Conference anymore. A lot of the best established players are, you know. But take Austin Matthews out of the equation. Everybody else is in the Western Conference. Connor McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, Tarasenko. Subban. You know, yeah, I mean, you know, these are guys that will play games that start anywhere between 8.30 Eastern time and 10.30 Eastern time. And so a lot of the East Coast doesn't get to see these guys. And it's like, okay, so, you know, if if there was a national stage for the Oilers to play, and they were playing games that didn't start at 1030 at night, which hopefully they wouldn't, hopefully they would make adjustments on the schedule, try to play weekend games, try to play, a, you know, a game that they can start at a decent time on the East Coast and still have people show up on the West Coast where it's not like 10 o'clock in the morning. 
I mean, I, that might pump the sport up a little bit. So, I mean, hey, uh, you know, Tarasenko's out of it. Subin, he's, you know, PK's still hanging in there. But, I mean, I... I want to. I want to see what that fucking young Edmonton team can do. I don't think I've looked at a team that's that young that has this much fucking guts in a long time. Yeah, but I want to see them go against PK. Really, I do. Dude, I'm. I, I'm just like Getting I said. The old East Side West Side matchup going. Few. Dude, I'm I'm just saying the fucking how the Oilers responded to that overtime loss and blowing that lead like they did in Game Five. It, I was like, holy shit! You got to be kidding me! I was like, you need to come play in the West Coast. You know, the coach won't be trying to get all up in the videos. <laughs> if you don't want the uh, general manager trying to be all on the record dancing in videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shots fired from the Iceman. Come to Edmonton, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Edmonton or Anaheim could beat uh, Pecorino right now. Hey, man! Every hot streak has a cold streak. That's what I'm saying. This is this is every fucking playoff year. A goalie comes out of nowhere and plays out of his fucking mind. What goes up must come down. Isn't just for gravity, motherfucker. It's for life. It's for yeah, math. But, it's for statistics. It's for performance in sports. Yeah, but I followed hockey for a long time, and I've seen a goalie go up and stay up there for a while. Oh, I'm not saying it's what you're saying is a ludicrous idea. We're just saying just that the, the chance of that is what we're saying is in the cards. Is you know every once in a while, you know, yeah. uh, you're looking for clubs, and someone uh, you know pulls a spade. Well, dude, you also racist. you also have okay. You also have teams like Chicago when they went up against uh, the Penguins in the nineties. Who Belfort was a fucking kid then, and led his team to a Cup final, but didn't win. But maintained a high level of play. But you have a lot more fucking goalies who become one-year playoff wonders, who make their bones in the playoffs and never have that type of success again. And that's that's I until proven otherwise. That's that's the category I'm putting Pecorino in. It's you're over there now. I don't know what to say. I want to see it for more than one year. I I do too. I watched him on. Unfortunately, I can't watch regular season hockey here in Kansas. But for whatever reason, playoff hockey all over the fucking place. Get to watch it all day. Yeah, because it's on NBC and shit, right? Right. Yeah. It's on so, NBC, it's on NBC Sports, it's on CNBC, it's on USA. Right. Like, you will take hockey, you'll take it, America, and you will like it. Well, I've been watching Pecorine. Every time he goes for a save, man's good, man. He's real good. He's not lucky by any stretch. He's real, real good. That boy good. Yeah, it's, I mean, dude, lucky is not going to get you to the NHL. And if by some odd reason luck gets you a fucking uh, one game, game in the NHL, luck will run out. I think he's playing with absolute supreme confidence at the moment, and I think what did it was by fucking sweeping the Blackhawks. No one, okay, no one that I heard of any fucking who carries any weight in the hockey world picked them to fucking win that first round series. No one did. 
Oh, okay. That's, that's what you're saying there. And even the fucking, <laughs> even the fucking homers who picked him to win didn't pick him to fucking sweep. See, even Let's the homers were like, fuck, we got Chicago first run. All right, next year, guys. Yeah. Like, I, I guarantee you there was a lot of this talk in bars in Nashville before the puck dropped on game one. Oh, I just hope they make it a series. There's a Nashville Iceman out there, though. There's some guy, like the Iceman in Nashville. I told you, everybody. Oh, I, dude, I, I, I believe I, it might not have been on air, but I, I was talking with you guys last week that I want to say the hockey news is trying to fucking move hockey town down to Nashville from Detroit saying that Nashville is the new hockey town in USA. And I can tell you that the Nashville fans that are fans that are true fans year round, they're, they're very, very loyal, but it's just like any other, you know, team that starts doing well in a, in a city that doesn't have a lot of teams, you know, a lot of bandwagon fans jumping on. And that second round win definitely got the bandwagon fans on. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. I hate to say it, but people like my grandmother before she before she died. My grandmother could not give a single shit about the Red Wings in the eighties. They start winning in the nineties. Every time I come over to her house, she's got Red Wings everything all over the place. <laughs> oh, I know, right? For sure. <laughs> you know, and and you know. The, the Tigers? No, she was always for the Tigers. I can't say that about the Tigers. but You're yeah. a Red Wing fan by proxy in the 90s if you lived around here. It's just how it went. I mean, it, and you're it, a yeah. Red Wing hater all throughout the rest of the world. Yeah, but it, this is the one thing that, that the Wings still do. It pisses off other teams. The Wings travel real well because there's a lot of transplants from Detroit to other parts of the country that go out and wear their fucking Red Wings gear when Red Wings are the away team, and that really pisses off a lot of people in those cities. <laughs> For the longest time, if you wanted to go see the Red Wings and you couldn't get a ticket to Joe Louis Arena, you went to a Chicago Blackhawks game. Sure did. And you didn't pay a whole lot compared to what you'd pay trying to get tickets to, you know, sold out Joe. Well, dude, now... It's it's so easy to not pay a lot for tickets now, though, even though it's contradictory to a lot of things that we've said on uh, previous podcasts, but like StubHub, like for real, you wait till an hour before anything, and you'll get it. You'll get cheap seats price for awesome seats. Like you just gotta, you just gotta. It's like most things in life now. It's just you gotta know how to play the game. A lot of people don't have that that patience. They they'll pull the trigger the minute they think that okay, that's the best offer I'm gonna get, and I better I better not pass it up because someone else swoop it up and I'm stuck. You know, my dick in my hand. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? Talking about all of this again. Remember, we were talking about how going to a game, any game, any stadium costs for fuck all ever money. Once again, here in fucking Wichita, we have to pay a lot more because if we want to go to a professional game, we got to travel, and it's at least at least three hours to get to a stadium. Damn, I thought I had it bad in the part of New York I was. Damn, it was an, it was the it was about thing a, is Kansas City from here, and it's three hours away. It was about an hour to Syracuse. I remember having to drive an hour to go see Pantera, and I was like, "I'm not used to this shit." Even if you go to, even here in Detroit, even if you if, you, if you're listening, you're not from Detroit. There's, you, you drive an hour, you can hit multiple different venues in an hour. You're not driving an hour just to hit the only live music venue you're gonna find. No, you know, and I'm not talking bars either. I'm talking places that can sit 
over 2,000, like theaters, over 2,000 people easily. I mean, if you want to go see the OKC Thunder, you could drive another two, you know, about two and a half hours ish. And pay a ton. Yep. Because they're the hot team. Oh, man, now it's just ignore the middle of the country for some reason with sports. But, well, anyways, just so, yeah, out of the East for the Game 7, I believe both of them are today on Tuesday as we're recording this. Uh, I I hate, I have this taste in my mouth as I say this. Give me the Penguins over the Caps. I want the Oilers over the fucking Ducks. By the way, dude, Getzloff, that's an Oiler killer right there, man. The Oiler killer? Dude, seriously, and as Tiger fans, we know Tiger killers. Jim Tomei used to be one. Anytime that motherfucker came to the plate, I don't care if we had Verlander on there, we're like, oh, shit. Really? Tomei? He couldn't take a day off? This old motherfucker? Really? Oh, this bitch. Yeah, seriously. Like, dude, you... you... Hey, what was Ty Cobb like in real life? You know? <laughs> Jeez. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he comes, in, he comes in a chick's mouth and she says, damn, that tastes like the Great Depression. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, man. Dude's <coughs> Immediately old starts crying and shit. But yeah, I, he, he yeah, is, uh, dude. I, I, have to, I have to go with the Caps, though, Rich. I'm hoping the Caps win, man. I hope you're right. I mean, I've seen uh, basically teams I hoped would win have been winning so far. I hoped Oilers would win over San Jose. I picked the Sharks. You know, I hoped the Blues would win over uh, uh, Minnesota, but I picked Minnesota. I definitely picked Chicago over Nashville, and I didn't want Chicago to win, you know. So, yeah, fuck it. Why fuck with the winning formula? Pens are going to win it. <laughs> or the Penguins are going to win it. That's, I picked that's the Penguins to win it all, so. So, if the hockey gods heard me, that means that they're out after tonight. My final's already shot. I picked Canadians and Blackhawks. Dude, I I think I picked the Capitals and Blackhawks. I I know I picked the Capitals out of the East. I just knew after that first round, I was like, yeah, my shit's all fucked up. So, I didn't even bother trying to keep up. Yeah. (laughs) The one team that advanced that I said was going to was the Ducks. So, Chicago and Montreal lost. I'm like, well, I'm done. I'm not even going to check. Like, that was my final. They're both gone. So everything else Bef- is just a flaming pile of garbage. Bef- before we quit with the broadcast, I just want to say, Celtics, 10-year anniversary, you're fucking wrong. Ray Allen should be there. That's just my opinion. Yeah, what the fuck is going on with that? They, they're they mad at Ray Allen because he left for Miami Heat the year after they got bounced out of the playoffs in Game 7 by Miami. And they're have a 10-year reunion, and they're not inviting Ray Allen. So this isn't on him. This is on the franchise. This is on the team. Yeah, the team. Yeah, it is. If you remember when they won the title, okay, there were the big three. There was Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, and Mo Pete, or or whatever the fuck his name is, Peterson. Yeah, that was the original big three. That's who LeBron and Dwayne Wade. and, and, And Rondo was real young player at the time. And, and they won the fucking championship and shit. Yep. It was like 07, right? Right. And then uh, one year when LeBron went down to South Beach and started chasing his title with the, with their big three, uh, they bounced uh, the Celtics out in seven games. And the very next year, 
Ray Allen went to South Beach and won a championship with, you know, LeBron and, and Wade and all of them. And because he did that, the Celtics are all butthurt and won't invite him back to go with them on this reunion. Ha! It's pretty lame on your part there, Celtics. It is a huge, lame fucking move. It's, yes, lame what he did, but at the same time, he's still a part of that team. He still helped you it's get it. It's not lame what he did. It's absolutely not lame what he did. He saw where the wind was blowing. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, that's the new hotness. That's where I'm going to get another ring. I gots to go. I got a ring for y'all. We had our fun. Go Celtics. Way to go. I'll catch you on the high side. Well, hey. here's the high side 10 years later, and they're like, well, you can't catch us because you're not invited. Hey, it's how Juwan Howard got his ring. He's the only one of the Fab Five to get one. Yeah, I'm just true. saying, that's that's some bullshit. He knew his I, career I, was I, pretty much over. He was a bench guy. He said, fuck it, I might as well go with the team. I got the best shot of winning being a support player. That goes back to I'm taking my pay cuts. I'm going to get my rings. Well, I always liked Ray Allen. I, I mean, I, I, never, I never remember anything fucking being like scandal craziness surrounding him him being a problem player you know solid guy i mean i i had one guy say would you put him in the hall of fame i said i don't know i i he's probably borderline hall of famer no he's definitely a hall of famer absolutely hall of famer but i mean that's what i'm saying like it's that's the thing I, I don't feel strongly that he's not i don't feel strongly that he is that's why i'd say he's a borderline for me Either way, well, I, 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 know, would, I know Chris, and I know he's going to fact check the Iceman once again. Look at his stats. That man is a Hall of Famer. Oh, Ray, I'm not, Ray Allen, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Yeah, Ray Allen's a, a holdover from the era when I still watched basketball, so I know enough about him to be like, okay, got it. But yeah, I, dude, I don't know. Fucking isn't doesn't Boston Boston Celtics are a weird fucking organization, anyways, aren't they? I mean, I mean, they are, but at the same time, Rich, how do you have a reunion and not invite the one of the big three back to that fucking reunion that made you a fucking champion? That's a bitch move. We're all on the same page here, man. It's someone who got you helped I, get you oh a title. My God, I just had a pitch move. We commiserate with you. We we agree. A few well, things I mean, all three of us agree on. According to the Celtics, what they're saying is it's up to, they're calling Ray Allen estranged from the team, and they're saying it's up to him to break the ice. Oh. And then as of, ooh, this is a sound of breaking news. Apparently he put out a tweet, Ray Allen did, an hour ago. Uh-huh. Pushing the limits, power to push limits or some shit. And it got deleted, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I, the meme was Rondo and Ray Allen. Ray Allen in a Heat jersey, Rondo in a Celtics jersey. And Ray Allen was, dribble, was like, pushing the ball over Rondo's back <laughs> as to, like, pass by him. It was hilarious. Well, I mean, let's be honest here. These guys are professional athletes. They're used to competing for everything. So... I mean, how much of this is fucking taking digs at, at a guy you used to compete against in practice and you used to compete against on the, when you were on different teams? And how much of this is he actually has an issue with these guys? The issue isn't with Ray Allen. The issue is with the guys. The guys have the issue with Ray Allen. 
because they were saying with Ray Allen in Boston, they could have beat the team in South Beach. And you have to smoke way more bong resin than Chris has to believe that. That was never going to fucking happen. What I do? Wait, talk Ever. shit about me. Ever going to happen. was never going to happen. Ray Allen saw it. He knew it. He made the trade. He went to where the rings were. And because he did, Kevin Garnett and the rest of the Celtics got all butthurt because they thought they had a legitimate shot with their big three. You had your time, you got your ring, you got your trophy, move on. But if you're if you're going to recall the whole team and say this is the team from 10 years ago that got us the ring, you got to invite Ray Allen. There's no ring without Ray Allen. This is absolutely 100% correct. Well, like I said, since it's on the team... Then that's the team's bad. It's not. A, it's not a Chris Webber situation. It's oh not no, like not they, even close. It's not like they'd be happy to have him back if he showed up at the door. But it's, what it seems to me is now it's a bunch of bullshit posturing. Well, it's up to. He's estranged from the team. It's up to him to break the ice. Really, how fucking old are you? Seriously, I mean, these are millionaires fighting like they're fucking in high school. You know, right? I mean, and it's not up to him. Off. And it's not up to him to break the ice. You're the one who's hosting the reunion. Call my fucker. You got Ray Allen's number. And can I can I also you quite me, literally have him on speed dial? Let me just say this: if the fact that Ray Allen left the team who was on the decline to join a team that was on the rise is the worst thing that's happened in any of these players' lives, they really have have had a, a charmed life up to this point. I mean, if you if you, if if they can be this suck, fucking salty about it a decade later. I mean, come on, dude. We we grew up in the same group of friends. There's 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 guys that fucked other guys' babies' mamas who have forgiven each other, and it didn't take ten years and a bunch of phone calls and, and, and people posting shit on social media. Yeah, but I mean, the Celtics weren't even on the decline when he left. He just saw a better future in South Beach, and he was absolutely right. Hence, the ring he won there. And the problem is, and here's the problem. The Celtics thought with him and the Celtics, those big three were due for one more, at least one more championship. Rondo on the rise, the big three sitting there. That was their time. That was their championship team. And they were going to do it. And there's no fucking way. It's the same problem in OKC with Russell Westbrook and, and KD. That's why they have such a big problem. That's why are they on speaking terms or not? Because he was like, look, Love you, but I got to bounce. I need a title. You know, old man time is coming to see me. I need to get in that it's Hall time of Fame, for me to get dog. Need to get in that Hall of Fame, dog. And Westbrook was like, but I'm here all by myself. Hold down the fort. Good luck. Right. <laughs> and now he's bent. Well, get bent. I'm getting paid, and I'm getting my fucking ring. Good luck, homie. I'm getting old. You'll understand in a couple more years. <laughs> and it's the, that's the same situation that occurred in fucking, you know, what, nine, well, nine years ago? In Celtics, Ray Allen was like, thanks for letting me be part of Big Three. Love the fact that we have a championship. Always going to be a part of that. Love the banner. I'll see you on the high side. Went down to South Beach, won himself another one. Ten years later, let's reunion. But yeah, but you're not invited. It's like literally taking your ball and going home. I think Boston's issue was, is he could have at least like, hey, tried one more time and failed. And then, all right, try one more time and fail. We understand. There was no buffer season. It was just like, hey, we want him out. 
I think that that's probably the rub between the fans, the organization, and him. There was one season. That's why he left. He won the championship. The next the next season, LeBron went down to South Beach, and they bounced out the Celtics in seven games. And when he bounced them out in seven games, Ray Allen was like, "Peace." Oh, then then, yeah. Well, then what's everyone butthurt about? Fuck him. Well, wait a minute. This is one thing. This is this is this is one thing that that Boston being championship city for the better part of the last fucking 17 years has taught me what the celtics win another championship and all will be forgiven i guarantee it i guarantee it because i watched hey, the red you know sox what? They, they forgave I, fucking bill buckner dude that's what i was about to say i watched the red sox have buckner day <laughs> okay after yeah. the 2004 world series i mean i i watched i watched all the fucking Fits and starts and Super Bowl appearances just not to win it, be forgiven with one championship and uh, for the Patriots. That boy's good. I mean, like, they didn't even have ill will towards fucking Drew Bledsoe on his way out. They were like, hey, man, have a good career. Thanks for all the help. Yeah. Thanks for leaving us, Tom. And if you know Boston, <laughs> Philly fans get the reputation of being ruthless. Let me tell you something. Boston fans are ruthless. Them fuckers have very long memories. They have Irish Alzheimer's. They'll forget everything but the grudge they hold. That's dead serious right there. So let them win another championship. When they do, if everybody's still around, they'll have them back, and this will be fucking dope. Hey, remember back in 2017 when blah, 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 blah. And sucks, have a good dude. The sucks. Yeah, they'll have a laugh about it. Dude, I swear to God, they don't let him come to this reunion. Ray Allen should be fuck you for the rest of the boycott him. Hashtag boycott Celtics. Some dude. No, I'm saying Ray Allen. If he ever get if he ever gets the Bill Buckner call of hey, we're gonna host and you're gonna be the star. No, fuck you. Click. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the 10 year reunion? We were all supposed to go on. You guys said fuck me. Well, fuck you. See, this is this is that this is that that good Christian upbringing, that forgiveness. That we that you know that we hear about. Oh fuck you! You dissed me once ten years ago. I don't give a fuck. Fuck blah, you. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yes. Well, it's a pretty big diss. It's the ten year reunion of the championship team. You can't take that back. Hey, uh, Aaron, when uh, the dude spilled the drink on you, did you tell him? You know, if he says he's oh, sorry, you won't kill him. Oh snap! I mean, I'm just I'm just checking. What you know, like what level of disrespect is a hanging offense with you? You know, I'm surprised with. We've had a sports podcast for a year and all this NFL and off-season NBA talk. We don't have a gun-cocking sound effect yet. <laughs> should get that. <laughs> Speaking of the NFL, just my final part on the NFL, be careful where you're picking because there are some trades going on that I am, like, mind-blown over. So ha, I already did a mock fantasy draft this past week. Uh, be careful. <laughs> it's time to kill on the plane. It's like, yeah, what if I drafted right now? Do you, do you have Brandon Cook? Uh, no, I did not. Get Brandon Cook. I had I had Tom and Aaron, dude. Those were my first two picks. Get Brandon Cook. Oh, really? I don't, I'm, I owned him last year. I'm, I'm well aware. Wait a minute. Hold on. Weren't you saying it wasn't that big of a deal because Tom can't throw long anymore? Well, he doesn't minute. have to throw long, Brandon. On top of that, weren't you the one saying that it, it, fantasy football is for fags and shit? I'm saying picks, motherfucker. I ain't saying fantasy. All right, you know, whatever, Mr. <laughs> okay. Brandon Marshall. I don't by the way, Chris, that little kid. pick up Brandon Marshall. No. Wow, he's done, dude. This ain't Do you know where he's at? This ain't 2010. 
Do you know where he's at? Uh, yeah, in his early 30s. No. Okay, do you know where? Where? New York. The Jets, like he was last year? The Giants. Oh, they traded him to... He, 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 he's staying in the same stadium. He's just switching uniforms. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold up, hold up. Didn't Marshall say that, that, that he's, after this current contract's done, he's retired? Yeah, he's playing two more years is what I heard. He's got two more on the contract? Okay, I thought he only had one. I was going to say, if he gets injured, yeah, that's, that's the end of that right 2010. there. 2010, I'm not picking Brandon Marshall for anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. Dude, you hate fantasy football. You're giving advice. Seriously. I know, right? I'm the ice man. i got to give some type of advice. I'm willing. We could I can't maybe... make a pick because there's no schedule playing right now, but I could definitely call out some fantasy people. If we start soliciting in like a month or two, we could probably get a fantasy football league going where at least it's the three of us and then some listeners. Oh, God. I would Just pencil me in for the last place. Hit us up at Sporgy Podcast on Twitter if you would play in a fantasy football league with us. Nothing but pride on the line. I don't know. Maybe we could swing something. I don't know. A gift card. Some, I don't know. Work something out with somebody. And, and for the listeners listening, just so you know, I am the Iceman. Yeah, whatever, bitch. I'm doing what? fantasy sports for seven Yeah, whatever, years. bitch. And since this uh-huh. podcast, I went 18-1 and one in, my NFL, in my NBA league. I lost you ain't one game and I like won me. the league. Hockey, we're not talking about. like me. See, I, you know I meet you in the NFL, Chris? I meet you in the NHL, I meet you in the NBA. Come Chris, in soon. I know I'm poking the bear. I'm well aware I'm poking the bear. No, I'm just saying, you know his shit just got real with him because he just quoted fucking Kid Rock. I know, I'm right? just saying. Like, <laughs> do we need to move furniture? Like, that way you guys don't break anything? I mean, you know. Dude, I'm like Marshawn Lynch. I am all about that action, dude. I'll see you on the fake gridiron, all right? <laughs> That's cool by me. I just want you to know, since you've been playing against me, you're over. Whatever person who came in at five weeks in, at even <laughs> at for the spotted 500. Whatever. Come on. You're, you I'll give you the four losses. you got to give me all my wins from those four weeks. What wins? All we know, all we know for sure, is you would have picked the Lions to win the first four hey, tell, weeks. Tell me, I wouldn't have picked Patriots. Stop it, loser. All right, we're, we're going to sit here and play the battle of what never happened. <laughs> I'll see you on the fake gridiron, son. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Just fine. Another one bites the dust. I will, I'll, yep. I will challenge you to a game of basketball, and I will make sure my people is there to see it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I will pan- bounce you in two square, but I will. I'll make pancakes. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same. We can. We can do. We can come. Uh, I. Know, I definitely know, and um, we can do just a thing with the three of us, and we can do the uh, the weekly uh, daily fantasy thing for free every week. It could just be the three of us, and we could pick the best teams that way. <laughs> But I'll get you. You, you want to go on a you want to go on a full season? Let's go, son. We'll start at Sporty Podcast on Twitter. Email Sporty at ChristopherMedia.net if you would participate in a fantasy football league this fall. And no matter what happens, if you beat Iceman, that's what I'm saying. It's all about the Iceman. Just doesn't win. Are you okay? Then we should have like a call in number, and if you beat Iceman. You can talk all the shit to him you want in like a five minute period. <laughs> oh no, we got we uh, Skype can call phone numbers now. You can just like uh, DM us or email us a number. We can call you, bring you in on the conversation. You can just talk mad shit. 
<laughs> That's true. You could. You oh, could. we should have First, some. You gotta beat me. We should have some kind of competition with shit talking videos. Oh, <laughs> dude, that would be the best. First dibs, whatever. We're here. To, whoever's hearing it right now, it's our, our fucking idea. We will come after you somehow. <laughs> it's our intellectual property. Trademark. Yeah, just have people just talking mad. That'd be a good thing for the social media. We just post. We post the entrance every week. I mean, I'm talking. If, if either of you guys ever watched the league when it was on, I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah, uh, just I'm talking like Nick Kroll level shit talking videos. <laughs> It's all fine and dandy. The first step, though, you got to beat the ice, man. Oh, Good luck. Beat the fuck out of you. I'll beat you. Done. I'll beat you during the draft. You know what's funny? Uh, Twenty-two years for Earl. Twenty-two years for Earl. Eighteen years for for Chris. I don't think I've ever heard Chris talk shit like this and be this confident. Like, dude, there's no dude, there's no hesitation. Like people he's faced before, Rich. That's all. Oh, there's no hesitation in his voice. He's like, I will get neck deep in your ass, son. I mean, it's just like it's a it's a fact in his mind. That would worry me if I were you, Earl. Almost twenty oh, years shit. of knowing the man, he does not fucking he's he don't issue wolf tickets. Okay, <laughs> well, that's all right. But I, I'm listening to him and I'm listening to his response about me telling him to pick certain people, and he's like, I'm like, okay. So I'm I'm worried about Chris, not at all. <laughs> okay, dude, I do that nerd shit. All right, I let math beat you. All right, I let okay. numbers and patterns beat your ass. All right, he's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna moneyball your ass. I do. That's I pretty much <laughs> my my fantasy strategy. I've pretty much shifted when I've played moneyball. I'm pretty fucking efficient when I moneyball it. I don't know. I figured out a, a strategy. It worked from it worked like a charm in fantasy basketball. It's working so far in baseball. Let, let me tell you something about Chris real quick, Earl. That 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 that, that you should really worry you. Chris has a streak in him when it comes to shit like this, where he's like Kaiser Sose. He'll kill his own family instead of give in to the bad guys. Like he will sit. To, he. When he gets that, like he's like, mm, if you ain't performing, you got to go. There is no sentimentality in his picks. So if you show up to play fucking ball and you're wearing your fucking uh, your lion's gear, he's gonna mop the floor with your ass, dude. Hey, man, Seriously, Justin. you better you better you better be a mercenary and have no loyalty to nobody except for people who are doing shit to put a win in your column. Hey, Just man, saying. The last two months, man, Justin Verlander has been on the block from when it's time to start upgrading. Every two weeks, I go through my roster. You know, he's made it so far, but he, JV has not been safe. This bullshit he's been coming out with this first month. That's what I'm saying, he's dude. Lit up that, twice. Jake Arietta today he just cost me 13 points, that motherfucker. Guess who's next? Te- dude, I'm telling you. We played way too much fucking NHL 95, 96 and back in the day and created entire teams and got too sentimental about letting certain players go. He ain't that way. I'm telling you, dude. Oh, man. I was that way about one player. Stop it. You had to have Probert. I had to have Belfort. After that, it was whatever. Another smart today, May 9th, 2017, is the first day that the official smack has been talked about the upcoming NFL season in fantasy and picks. All right. Let me smash. We're, what, we're two weeks out of the draft. It's about right. You know, about what? Two months from training camp? Two and a half? <laughs> and if it's just us three and the whole league is open? Oh, dude, you're done. No way. I'd be 
regular motherfuckers all day long. Tons of <laughs> fantasy football championships against random strangers. Okay, they also hand out participation trophies. Don't forget. Not fantasy football. I'm just waiting for one of y'all to say, my blackness will beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> my blueness will beat his ass. Black isn't in my color scheme anymore. It's a name, oh! it's a name my team this year, my blackness. <laughs> All right, so it's about time to wrap it up, huh? Talking shit, nonsense in the last 10 minutes. So thanks to everybody who's listened to us, who's sharing, who's followed. Hey, April was a good month. Let's make May even better. All right, April so far, the best month. All right, April has shown this little sports podcast is catching on. People are liking it, sharing it, retweeting it, all that fun stuff. Once again, at Sporgy Podcast on Twitter, you can email the show, Sporgy, at ChristopherMedia.net. If you want to participate in the Fantasy League or if you just want to talk some general shit, uh, you do that as well. Um, We are on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. And, yeah. Show number 48 in the can. Number 49 on deck. Uh, so thanks for listening, guys. We will catch you. Oh, make sure you're rating, reviewing, sharing, all that fun stuff on iTunes because that's how people find out about it. So thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will catch you next week. All right. Later, guys. Peace out, y'all. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.